0: Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. (laughs) The Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the BizzleCast, I am so excited to bring you today the official BizzleCast film commentary for Star Wars The Last Jedi. It has been a while since I've done a full-length commentary that I've released to y'all. I used to do a lot of them, and I love it, and I've been waiting for the right movie to do it. And on top of that, I have an extra special present to y'all, bringing you none other than Jedi Geek Girl herself to join me throughout this entire epic movie. Jedi Geek Girl, we're going to do a short intro and jump right in, but first of all, thank you so much for being here, and I am really pumped.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Bizzle. I am so excited to do this commentary with you. I am literally shaking. I'm so excited.
0: Now, have you watched the movie since it left theater?
1: no i have not i've been so busy with my day job and podcast but you know i am so excited to do this that i put aside my editing of my main podcast to do this because i love this movie and i always love recording with you so well
0: the feeling is mutual i also have not seen it since theater i think i saw it four times in the theater i can't remember i think four um and i knew i was going to do this for sure and we've both been super busy, but we're jumping on this pretty quickly after the release of the Blu-ray, so that's awesome. And we'll get this out right away <clears throat> to the people. Um. so a couple uh, quick things guys and then I will uh, lead you in the countdown I'll describe about how to get into the countdown and line up with us and then lead you into it now I do love watching film commentaries from the directors and actors but especially the directors and everyone says the Ryan Johnson commentary for this movie is amazing but neither Jedi Geek Girl nor I um, have listened to it uh, I think those times are reason for both of us but I specifically did not I like to if possible go to them fresh and i know a lot about the behind the scenes of this movie um and about ryan johnson and stuff like that with interviews and so forth but i haven't heard his commentary because that should just be listened to on its own by you guys and i'm sure it's amazing and i've heard this is probably the best blu ray release of the new star wars movie so you guys should all go out and check it out um, so, Geek Girl and I uh, just really quickly talked before the podcast. We're basically going to d- divide the, the topics up into three types. One is sort of, you know, what's going on on screen, a little play by play, as it were. Uh, the other is going to be sort of big picture topics, philosophical topics, um, also sort of, you know, uh, f- from the perspective of the director and the actors, you know, the the, the text and context as I like to think of it, um, sort of in parallel. And the third, um, which was suggested by Jedi Geek Girl is great, which is she's going to talk uh, a good amount about her first viewing about this um, a- as we go through it. Is that right, Jedi Geek Girl?
1: That would be correct.
0: Um, and just really quickly before jumping, can you talk about why, why that was an important thing that you wanted to, to do in this?
1: Yes, I feel that it is important to talk about my experiences because this was such a emotional roller coaster of a film. It all it touched us all in different ways, and it was one thing after another with its humor, its philosophy, its emotional core. That it is good. To for me to relate my experiences to you, the audience, because we all saw this film and it touched and it and it touched all of us, maybe not all in the same way, but it is so important to know that you are not alone in a certain experience.
0: Absolutely. And uh, while this film was controversial for a number of reasons, and there were a number of Star Wars fans that weren't crazy about the movie, we are crazy about the movie. And so some wider social topics might come up, but we mostly want to talk about our experience of the movie and all the great things in it. And of course, lore, because this is, of course, part of the lore cast that we are doing together indefinitely um, and leading into Han Solo in Episode Nine and beyond. It's possible Star Wars Rebels might come up. So we'll just have to see where this goes. So, um, I think Jedi Geek Girls already, so I'm just going to give my spiel, which I haven't given in a while, because like I said, it's been a while since I've done a film commentary. So basically, <clears throat> here's how you want to uh, set up uh, your uh, situation. So, whether you have a digital file uh, file or Blu ray, DVD, whatever it is, you know, put it to zero uh, hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. Um, make sure there's not a delay so that when you hit play, it goes right away because we're using digital files, so it's going to jump right into it. Um, I uh, usually recommend a small amount of sound, like 5 to 10 percent, so you can get a bit of the ambient sound. And of course, the gorgeous, spectacular uh, John Williams soundtrack, a little bit there, uh, but not so much so that it's distracting. But I leave that up to you. Definitely put on the subtitles, uh, for sure, so that you can follow along, and that's exactly how we have set it up ourselves, and what's going to happen is, I'm going to give you a second to set up, um, if you need to pause it, and then I'm going to count down three, two, one, and I'm going to say go, and when I say go, you should immediately hit play, and it should line up really nicely. Um, So, uh, yeah, Jetty, good girl, I think we're both pumped to do this, you ready? I am. All right, guys, um, so like I said, you should cue it up, get the subtitles, tiny bit of sound, and I'm just going to give you a second to do that, and then we will count it down, and I'm opening my file right now. All right, get ready for the countdown, and here we go, three, two, one, go.
1: ooh hoo hoo here we go, Lucasfilm logo.
0: Never gets old.
1: No, it doesn't. I do, missed, I do miss that 20th fan I do miss the fanfare, though, the Fox fanfare.
0: Well, we might have that back soon, but that's another topic. Here we go. We didn't get this yeah. from Rogue One, which I was fine with, but thrilled to have it back.
1: I missed it during Rogue One. I think it works for the film, but I miss it being a Star Wars fan, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't think it was appropriate in that film, and I think they need to distinguish it from the, the saga films, but, oh man, is it glorious?
1: Oh, it, it was, but like I said, I am a classic fan at heart, and the title scroll is so Star Wars, so...
0: So we knew going into this that this was going to lead almost directly from The Force Awakens. It's reminding us about the First Order, about Snoke, about, oh, God, General Leia Organa, Heart of My Hearts, and her band of resistance. And of course, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, who we saw at the very end of Force Awakens, which some people thought was too much of a tease. But boy, do we get great Luke in this movie
1: we do indeed and i know that i was really looking forward to the force side of this film as most people was but i think that this film showed that there was a lot more to it than just luke ray and the force
0: so a weird bit of trivia i think it's always three paragraphs of text in all eight episodes
1: it is also four dots at the end
0: Interesting, interesting. And there's also Except I think Yeah, go ahead.
1: Except I think in one film. I think in one film is three dots, but I'm not sure. Alright, here we go. An opening just like episode three.
0: Panning down in space.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we zoom in.
0: So this is, this is actually the opening shot uh, from the Battlestar Galactica series. I'm going to make some Battlestar comparisons later. This is glorious going through the escaping fleet, reminiscent, of course, of Hoth, right? The escape from Hoth?
1: It is a little bit, except this time we're actually seeing them actually in the process. We're not seeing it before the process. We're seeing it during the process.
0: That, and I yeah. thought this
1: opening was fantastic. We jumped right into the action.
0: I think in most of the films, the pan down goes to the bad guys at the very beginning. Here we see the Rebels briefly, but then the bad guys jump right in.
1: Yes, I believe you're 100% right in that. Except in Attack of the Clones. In Attack of the Clones, we scroll up and we scroll to Padme's ship.
0: So, um... General Hux here was one of the characters I was very curious what they were going to do because Donald Gleason is a spectacular actor but he was such a one dimensional like Hitler Nazi figure in the first movie and it looks like it's going to be more of the same but we will soon see that Ryan Johnson had more planned for uh, Mr. Hux
1: and I do have to say that he is a attractive man and you're probably going to hear me say that a lot about people there's a lot of attractive beautiful people in this film
0: I can say that he represents us redheads very well
1: and I love how he has that snobby face, you know, to him.
0: Happy beats, happy beats, Poe Dameron! Oh my god, Leia! Am- Ugh, oh Leia. my god,
1: yeah! Woo. Here Ugh. we go.
0: So. Even though Ray, Luke, Kylo dominates the movie, obviously, Leia and Poe, uh plot was one I was very excited about. And for the most part, it really fulfilled, uh, not my expectations, but what I wanted.
1: I have to say that even though Poe does a lot of unlikable things in this film, I still love him. He's still adorable, and he's still one of my favorite characters.
0: So I love almost everything about this movie as is Jedi Geek Girl. Um, Jedi Geek Girl, feel free to jump in at any time about sort of your first um, exp- uh, experience. This was a part that people either loved or hated. This sort of, as some people said, Avengers or Tony Stark type humor here.
1: This is what I love about Paul, His humor. And he doesn't take the situation seriously like Hawks. Hawks is somebody who has something up his butt because that's just who he is. Poe, he has that humor, and I think it's becoming a trademark of his character. And I hope that they do it in episode three, but I hope they don't feel forced to do it because you want the humor to be natural.
0: Just adjusting my volume here. There's the Rebel Fanfare. Yep. Oh, look at that. And we got
1: Poe. We got Paul being a BA, charging a Devastator head-on with the booster.
0: So, you know I love everything about Rogue One, including the final space battle, but I think Episode 8 undoubtedly is the best looking of all the new movies.
1: Yeah, it, it's so beautiful. I'm watching it right now, and I'm getting so absorbed into the action of it.
0: So some people said, oh, you know, there's all this fighting in the beginning, and it's glorious, and then we don't get much space fighting for the rest of it. I'm like, guys, did you see Empire Strikes Back? <laughs>
1: And of course, one of the best characters in the film that has very little screen time. Who, this guy? Yeah, yeah. the
0: guy. I mean, he the really looks who, like a Nazi officer or something, yeah.
1: The guy who dies with honor and, like, bring it, you know?
0: The guy who should probably be in charge instead of Hawks, but.
1: Exactly.
0: Mm. It's hard to talk to him, this is so beautiful.
1: I know, right? I keep getting distracted.
0: But back to that little uh, uh, Poe humor where he was playing with Hux, where he was tooling with Hux. This is awesome here. We go into the guts of the X-Men. We've never seen this before in BB-8, who's probably the hero of the movie. We'll get back to that.
1: Oh my god, I love BB-8. He is definitely becoming my favorite droid. And of course, we're getting a little bit of humor here. He fixes the problem, but the problem keeps persisting.
0: I get a, I get the feeling like not a lot of people talked about BB-8 in this movie. And I think that's just because everyone loved him so much in the first and everyone expected him to be great, right? So it was like, he didn't need to go into it. So like, of course, bb 8s going to be amazing and hilarious.
1: Exactly. You knew that Billy everything Lord. coming from him was going to be... Yeah, I love him. I love her. I hope she gets... Uh- more of a role in episode nine
0: so billy lord of course the daughter of Leah, she's in the first one got a much bigger role here what's great is she of course is one of the mutineers against her her mom uh but we'll get back to that
1: which i have to find hilarious now we're seeing paul being defiant
0: man i forgot how long this went on this is so glorious
1: it is so beautiful even the non-action section is so colorful and rich and modern, I guess, if I can use that term. Mhm.
0: Also, uh, something I never noticed, it's amazing how the secondary leads from all the movies like Chewbacca and C-3PO always look the same, always consistent through all eight movies or nine.
1: There are some very minor differences, mm-hmm. but it is not something that I can pick up And of course doing a U-turn here
0: okay so here's my first question with sort of lore story stuff that maybe you can help me with is that leia says okay you did enough we're gonna get out of here and leia's right of course this is the beginning of poe disobeying orders and you know trying to be too much of a hero and causing more problems poe actually almost causes the death of everyone in this movie we'll get back to that but my question is where did these bombers come from if they weren't planning on doing a bombing run from the beginning
1: so, this is actually talked about in Cobalt Squadron. They were on a ice oh, planet. I'm
0: sorry. I have that, such a crush on Tally. Oh, man, I'm in love she, with her.
1: She is so adorable. She has that look about her like she's almost a CG character, but she's so cute and adorable. And she ste- I see the attraction to her because she basically steals everything that she's in, in my opinion.
0: One thing I've uh, credited this movie with is maybe for the first time ever nailing all the side characters and minor characters. You know, you don't have the wooden stiff dialogue. Like, you really love and are behind all... I mean, Rogue One did it pretty well, but this one even more than usual. All the pilots, even if they have one line or just screaming, you're really with them.
1: And we are about to get into... We are about to be introduced to Paige yeah in a couple minutes oh
0: man. that shot with tally and the a-wing i just got chills i got chills right now
1: right exactly
0: great to see the carryover with the a-wing but also great to see this brand new super bomber i mean gra- i think gravitationally this works because they're above the planet right so the planet's atmosphere would suck the bombs down but who cares this looks awesome so,
1: so what it is is that the bombs are actually propelled by magnets they're drawn to the oh. hull of the ship through magnets
0: so, I'm sorry, I, I missed it because I was just watching. So, so, what was the Cobalt Squadron thing with the bombers?
1: They were off doing another mission, basically providing resources and supplies. And they were doing runs on an ice planet. And that is where they were during The Force Awakens. They were actually traveling through hyperspace when the Star Killer base was destroyed. And they actually felt the wave of it in hyperspace. No, I'm sorry. They felt the wave of the hyperspace laser, not the destruction of the the Killer base, but the laser. So, So, I highly recommend reading it.
0: So, this actress playing Paige is spectacular, totally sells the early scene, even if this never connected to Rose, which, of course, it does in such an important way, and it was just this character sacrificing herself, it would be totally, totally worth it.
1: I have to say that this character... Page has to be one of the most attachable characters per screen time. Yes. Not having a lot of screen time. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there's another character that has as little screen time as Page that you get attached to the same level as you do Page. Yeah, I, because
0: refer, I refer to that as extremely high batting average, which you can relate to.
1: Because I know watching this, and we're about to see her death here. It really touched me. And do <laughs> you cry when you see a character for only a minute? I, it, it's so beautiful and amazing. And of course, we see her hold the moon. I'm getting emotional just now talking about it.
0: There's so much Leia stuff because we know of her mind powers. Uh, this is great. I wasn't I, sure this was going to happen the first time I saw it, honestly.
1: It's so beautiful. You basically just let it go. But
0: But when the camera zooms in on Leia and she knows that she's losing all her fighters, but it's possible she's also like sensing all the pilots and and what they're going through as well, I I would believe.
1: And I'm getting emotional right here.
0: Mm. God.
1: Especially, oh my God, especially when you know all of her extended canon stuff, oh my God.
0: I mean, the sacrifice of the rebels is a major theme in all the movies, including Rogue One, but the suicidal um, attack is something by the rebels, you know, to to win at all costs is something that we see also through many of the movies, which, you know, I don't think every movie can get away with. And I think Star Wars can.
1: Yeah. I'm still recuperating from the emotional touchstone there. Uh, But look at the destruction. So beautiful.
0: So, you know, again, I'm watching this on my computer. I'm also projecting it on my TV. Um, But, man, does this look so good.
1: Here we go. Look at the look on his face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So here's where the Hux character takes a turn that we haven't seen yet.
1: And I actually like this aspect of his character. He is so nervous, you can see, and then he gets dragged. Yep.
0: So this is partially a show by Snoke, because he congratulates him in a little bit for getting the tracking device on them.
1: He does, but not at first. And we get introduced back to Finn, who hits his head twice here. One. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i I love john boyega i love finn but i do want to ask the question going forward not now about whether his character arc adds up based on how far he came in the first movie i think it does but it, it, it skirts the line
1: so a funny thing to keep track of is to see how many times he wakes up that's time number one
0: which mirrors how many times he f- like falls and gets up in the first in uh episode seven uh this hilarious I think gag
1: i do yeah i think this is hilarious
0: this looks like something out of the fifth element actually there's a lot of costuming in this movie that looks like it's uh influenced by fifth element
1: all right here we go we're going to ray by the way i ship finn and pole so hard oh, i yeah. love the chemistry in episode seven but here we go we're back on back with ray and luke and oh my god when i was and when i was watching this i was on the edge of my seat because this is what we wanted to see for two years what happened Mm -hmm.
0: so ryan johnson does this transition as best as possible so that shot right there before daisy ridley was from the episode seven footage and then he takes it and now we're going to switch to episode now that's episode eight right i mean it's almost you almost can't tell but
1: here we go on the watching this. What is he going to do? This was the second moment to- that
0: people who had uh, I know that had some problems with this movie at least on first viewing absolutely hated and still hate even if they lo- love it now
1: <laughs> so when that so when that happened, there was a lot of laughter going on in my theater, but mm-hmm. I was like, what?" really what
0: huh
1: -hmm. i was speechless
0: well one of the questions i asked uh my buddy maddie g who watched this who's who loves star wars but he's not as big of a fan as me and you and he said that was hilarious i said but was it an earned laugh or kind of a cheap laugh i don't really care because i'm all about humor and i was afraid ryan johnson wouldn't have enough humor um but it's a question about whether it was like sort of an a, a, a cheap gag
1: so, for me, I did not laugh. I was like, what the? At my laughter was kind of nervous. I didn't laugh because it was funny. I laughed because it was like, okay, I did not see that coming.
0: Do you think Luke thought that was funny? Is it...
1: No, I think he just didn't care, you know?
0: I like that Ray right? immediately says, Leia, your sister, and we need your help. That's a good sell. okay
1: porks, porks porks i love porks
0: this shot here oh I my god so you nice. think he's gonna hit the porks gonna hit the lightsaber on his buddy
1: <laughs> i was so nervous when i saw that i'm like please don't
0: can we just talk I'm about like how how, how mesmerizing daisy ridley is no matter where and how she shot
1: she is so amazing and beautiful as ray is she is so important to the sequel trilogy that I am really looking forward to see, seeing what she does in episode 9.
0: <laughs> did you think that was Ray at first that blew open the door?
1: No, I put together that it was Chewy. At I first, did. before I saw Chewy, I thought maybe it was, but as soon as I saw Chewy, I thought it was Chewy.
0: So, in Luke's quest to become Luke again, that was the first Luke moment where he's like, Chewy! He sounded a little bit like the boy from Tatooine, just for a second.
1: This moment right here, where's Han? Okay. Oh, All right in the heart.
0: Okay i've said it before i'm gonna say it right now i love ray i love luke to me kylo ren is what takes in his relationship to ray and luke but kylo ren is what takes this movie from extremely good to all-time great
1: for me this is kylo ren this is this is his film yeah so
0: and matt my buddy matt actually thought that the whole movie is sort of from kylo's perspective in a way even more than ray which i thought was interesting
1: yeah, I can definitely see that. And now, what did you think about Snoke? Here? Do you like the for his effects or?
0: I thought it looks amazing. I mean, this looks way better than any of the Marvel or DC villains.
1: He does. the The gold outfit is a little eh on, but I thought the CG was pretty nice, and I think it's not out of place. It doesn't look bad. It works well, and I- right here we're getting him about him talking about Kylo.
0: It's a little gaudy, but at the same time, the image of the emperor in this just black cloak, in some ways you would think this is how an emperor would dress, right?
1: Right. And in the book, he was actually talking about how he came across the First Order and the contingency plan in the novel. Not at this scene, but. It was interesting getting that in a novel.
0: So if you guys want to listen to an extended discussion of the Emperor and the contingency plan and Operation Cinder and the rise of the First Order, uh, we'll refer you to some past podcasts that Jedi Geek Girl and I did. We'll talk some here, but you should check out our podcast on that stuff. Okay, Jedi Geek Girl, I have to ask, why are so many Star Wars women so into Adam Driver and Kylo Ren?
1: Well, first things first, he looks like a prince. Mm. Straight out of a Disney film. You definitely see it. He definitely looks a little bit like Han, too. You can definitely see it into him. See it in him. And he looks a little bit
0: like someone else. Anakin's yes.
1: got Yes, he does.
0: I think he is such... Uh, distinct features, the prominent nose, the eyes. I think it's somewhat... Of, yeah, so go ahead.
1: And of course the hair.
0: And the hair, which is not a coincidence to look exactly like Anakin episode yeah, 3.
1: Yeah, like right there. That particular shot, you could put right next to Hayden Christensen from episode 3, and mm. it looks so much like it. Which, as a prequel fan, I absolutely <sighs> love.
0: Here we go. Tim, Tim Jirassi, who loves the Kylo mask, was not happy about this. I'm like, it might come back, man. We might see the different mask.
1: <laughs> now, this moment right here, this moment right here is him taking his first step in his descent and evolution into the Supreme Leader. Mm-hmm. He's throwing away his helmet. He's been hiding behind a mask for the last approximate five years, and now it's gone.
0: It should be said, Adam Driver is one of the sweetest and most articulate and smart guys in real life ever, but he is a method actor, unlike most of these actors. He does not socialize and stuff with the rest of the crew while he's shooting this. Um, Mark Hamill has a funny scene about him inviting him to lunch during the Force Awakens, and Adam Driver basically said, no, wait till we're done shooting. And
1: we're back with Rey.
0: She's just so appealing.
1: She is.
0: (laughs) And I love how they let Ray be funny in this movie, even if it's unintentional at times. There's some more coming up, which you'll comment on.
1: I really love old man Luke. I love how bitter he is. It's a new take on a well-established character. It's nice seeing that side of a character. Yes, it's a bit of a turn-off, because if you met this person in real life, you'd be like, that guy is an a-hole. But for the story of the film, especially since we know where he's going, I really like it, especially with the moments we are about to see with him not caring and just basically, like, putting it into the face of Rey.
0: So you know, of all the criticisms of the Luke portrayal, some of them I just don't get, some I don't agree with, some I think the opposite, and one of those is this is an extremely believable version of Luke. All these years later, after everything that happened to me,
1: so obviously Luke is trying to discourage Ray, but you got to remember that Ray, and we're talking during the deep screen, the scene right here, but you got to remember that Rey has been on Jakku where she had nothing but time. This is nothing to her because she's been waiting around on Jakku for years. So Luke trying to discourage her is not going to work because she's been here before. So she is determined and she is going to Mm. see it through.
0: This is beautiful. God, that's seamless. It looks so real.
1: It is, it's, it's so beautiful, and obviously this is a throwback to the Legend of Luke Skywalker Porg book, not the Porg book, but you know what I'm saying, and so, because he ac- he actually learns this in that book. Now, see, I'm wondering, how did he get back, and how did he bring the fish without the use of the Force? Huh.
0: Well, I mean, he, he's clearly more athletic than he possibly could be as an old man. So even though he said he's cut himself off of for the force or she says, I think he's still channeling at least a tiny bit, right?
1: Well, no, the, the force still tries to get through him like in the novel. And I'm going to be talking about that a lot. The force actually tried reaching out to him through a dream. But outside of that, he has no contact with the force.
0: Hmm. It's interesting to think whether Ray would have been even more patient had it not been for her conversations with Kylo I never considered before.
1: Well, that is also covered in the novel um, because Luke wears her down by pushing her away and eventually she needs somebody to talk to and she goes to Kylo Mm
0: -hmm.
1: eventually. It's a combining of things that eventually pushes her towards Kylo.
0: Okay, so... This is the first, like, major Lord of the Ring imagery moment here. This looks exactly like Emin Muir, the, you know, endless maze of rocky things that Frodo and Sam are going through on the, on the way to Mordor. And then going into the giant tree, of course, is very much a fantasy. Um, I'm gonna say trope, but in the best way possible. You see it in Harry Potter, you see it in Lord of the Rings, you see it in, in all the great works of fantasy. Uh-huh.
1: You could definitely take this scene and put it into a fantasy movie, movie, and it would fit just perfectly. It doesn't seem out of place.
0: Okay, lore moment. Tell us what these books are.
1: These books are the written texts of the Jedi Master. They're old. They talk about the Force and the Jedi religion. Outside of that, it's pretty basic. So, mm-hmm. the textbooks.
0: So now he's already talking to her, giving her some information.
1: And we are about to get the first, in my opinion, genuine, humorous Luke moment here. (sighs) When he asks Ray, where are you from?
0: Yeah.
1: Or who are you? Yeah.
0: Which is interesting, because Luke has been to Jakku, right? In the new canon? Yeah,
1: well, no, not yet. It hasn't been confirmed. The legend books, the legend of Luke Skywalker... Those books are not confirmed, so possibly.
0: But were Leia and Han in those, them, there at the battle? I do <laughs> I want to get That's pretty much nowhere. Uh,
1: as far as I know, in canon, it has not been confirmed that okay. the three of them has been on Jakku. I know Akbar has been confirmed, but not the other three. It's hinted at that Luke was at the Battle of Jakku, but it's all like, okay, there was this man who allegedly used the Force. It isn't confirmed. That's what the Legends of Luke Skywalker book is about. We don't know if they're Mm -hmm. confirmed. They're they're just stories heard by stories. They're stories told by people who were told those stories. So, it's not confirmed.
0: So, here's Ray, Just uh, emotions on the sleeve. Like, being totally honest. Like, vulnerable. You know, letting out all of her insecurities, but also her need to be guided.
1: And beautiful. And so, in that moment, that which it really captured her beauty.
0: I love the way if she said, "You know, busy. there's something inside me, kind of thing, and I don't know what it is, and I need help." Because we always I we always that. think of, especially with light side users, the force as being just a positive thing that we just need to harness, but not the, the idea that you know, if it, if you don't learn how to control it, that you know, can it, it can eat you, right? E- eat at you.
1: I think. When you discover that you have that much ability, it can be overwhelming and you are searching for knowledge of how to use that newfound ability. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost in it because you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And this moment right here in the book, before she comes out of Lightspeed, she is looking through that. She's in the forest right now. Yep. She's meditating. She's not in, it in the forest like a Jedi, but she's meditating. Slap. <laughs>
0: So this happened on the first day of shooting with these two, and they did it like 40 times. She smacked them all over the place. (laughs) That's confirmed.
1: I bet you that Isaac probably looked at that memory fondly, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I love her earrings that she has.
0: So one criticism is, you know, as funny and, you know, flying by the seat of his pants and hotshot pilot as Poe is, as experienced as he is, and he's not a young guy, it does seem like he's a little, um, I don't know, a little overly kind of have self-imposed ignorance about what's going on, especially considering how much he, he loves Leia.
1: I think that him blowing up the Star Killer base gave him a lot of confidence and a bit of ego. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the effects of that. And oh my goodness, huge ship. Here we go. And that noise right there, it sounds like a creature.
0: So the, the sort of constant like cat and mouse through hyperspace really works for me because literally the entire first season of Battlestar Galactica is the remnants of human civilization running from the Cylons who are chasing them. And they have no idea how they are getting chased and how they get away.
1: See, I actually like this aspect of the film because it's so new and fresh in Star Wars. We haven't seen it in Star Wars. And I don't want to say it's realistic because this is science fantasy. Permission to jump in and X-Wing is granted. But anyways, (laughs) I I liked it because it was so new and different and people were (sighs) discouraged by how slow it was. But I like it.
0: So I know it's not as dramatic as Paige because we spent so much time with her and her connection to Rez. But what's about to happen... To tally it just breaks my heart
1: she is um Paige is definitely my favorite okay here
0: we go though here minor 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 we go medication. here we go yep. this is this is where kylo turns for a large portion of the movie in terms of his inner struggle oh man
1: oh my god if there's one character that perhaps should have lived here we go <sighs> You know how many fanboys I talk about talk to you that has crush on her?
0: Well, she's a model in real life. I mean, she's done some acting and she's fantastic and she's freaking gorgeous, but they yeah. really make her a convincing-looking pilot. I just wish there were more female pilots, but I'll take... Okay, look at this. Boom, right yep. into the ship. We go. They shouldn't allow this to happen, but who cares?
1: This Boom. is actually talked about in a novel.
0: It just murders all these pilots. Oh, oh, Tally,
1: they killed Tally. Oh,
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
1: So Kylo got into the ship yeah. because they had to change the shield to put it behind them. Mm-hmm. And Kylo came around from the side to right. get in. That's how he got in.
0: So this is happening. This happens to Star all the time, which is they're constantly losing pilots. They have ships, but they never have enough pilots because that's what life of being a space fighter pilot is like. You know what I mean? And here they are really out of pilots now. I mean, it's what Poe and a handful of others.
1: Well, I don't know if they I don't know if they are as bad as Phoenix Squadron. I know that they lose a lot of pilots from rebels.
0: So I absolutely love the space battle, Rogue One. It was very, very much meant to mirror and look similar to Return of the Jedi, and they even used old footage from the original Star Wars. This looks totally different. Here we
1: go. Here we go. In the moment in the forest right here with Leia.
0: This is the stuff you can only do in Star Wars. These long stare-offs. It, it's it's great.
1: See, even now I'm getting emotional. This film is seeing it. You can tell everything out in the voice. This she knows. She knows.
0: So I knew that Carrie Fisher wasn't dying here, and I never thought Kylo. But even in the trailers, I never thought. But this. Oh God.
1: Oh God. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> its its It's still hard to watch.
0: Jedi Geek Girl, I was scream. I was visibly yelling at the screen when this happened. I was gonna walk out because I was like, I know they finished filming and she doesn't die here. So if they wreck on this, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs>
1: But like like yeah. I said that that moment is still hard to watch. And, and in my mind
0: Kylo's almost ready to leave at this point. You know, Snoke, you know, he's having problems with he hates Hux and now his mom's dead. I mean, I, I Kylo's almost thinking of leaving, I think.
1: No, I think he was committed. He just couldn't commit to that act. Oh, here we go.
0: So, you either like this or you don't, people, you know? And if you're watching this, you have an opinion, but...
1: Look, look at it. It, It's so beautiful. Before we zoom in on here, seeing that action still going, and I actually like it. I was absorbed in the moment, and people talking about it brought things to my attention, but this is so powerful. Look, you see the ice crystals. You see her hand twitch. You see her face. Oh, my God. Now, see, she is doing this because she knows... That she still has work to do. She's yep. not doing this for her self-preservation. She is doing this because she knows that she is needed. And I love this moment. It's beautiful. I mean,
0: guys, it's look, Disney look it. and it's Star Wars and she's the ultimate Disney princess. Give us our Disney princess flying through space moment. Enough cynicism. Just enjoy this, yep. gl- this glory. The first,
1: the first moment of inventory right there going right through mm-hmm. Snoke's ship. My God. And do
0: you notice how, that she's moving quicker than everybody else too? It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm still, I get yeah, so emotional during this film. Oop. So powerful.
0: Okay, so this is the first of happy, happy, ha- or not happy, but happenstance moments, him finding the thing. But you know what? You're building a narrative. You have to have certain things like that.
1: Oh, here we go. This scene. Oh,
0: uh. <laughs> they actually used this as like an official clip to buy the DVD. This scene, I couldn't believe it.
1: Oh, I love the porks. Look at them, they're stunned. <laughs> and then we get the little guy.
0: Aww. Aww. Do you think that's the guy in the <laughs> cockpit later? Aww. I,
1: I love the eyes of Chewbacca when he's looking at the food and looking at the pork. And know. And then we see Luke in the background.
0: The thing is, you can't really blame Chewie, right? I mean.
1: No, he has to eat. Yeah. And he does lose his appetite after that in the book. And Luke in the cockpit. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Right. So this is the second sort of Luke, young Luke Skywalker briefly moment okay bracelet. the bracelet, bracelet. I, I knew what this was when i saw it like i put it together but was that ever referenced in previous star wars
1: i uh, i'm pretty sure it was but i can't think offhand of something like that hmm. it might have been it might not been but like i said i'm not completely up on legends. but here we go r2 here we go there Young it
0: is r2. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah watch the language old friend and here's another powerful emotional moment there's so many moments where it hits you right in the heart right here because we all grew up on this
0: I called this in my head by the way before this happened the hologram but it didn't make it any less powerful
1: oh here we go (sighs) right here you can see it in his face the emotion (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: look it in his face Yeah, my only hope
0: mm-hmm. and of course Luke has Obi-Wan and is the theme or not as Obi-Wan
1: it kind of makes you want to go back and watch that film doesn't it
0: nah I'll never watch those movies <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, they're overrated. You don't need to watch Okay,
0: them. so someone pointed out that there's at most two lessons taught. I don't think he ever teaches a third lesson. I could be wrong.
1: He does. It's in the book, which right now is canon. So.
0: Okay. Well, f- you know, f- you can definitely add that as we go along. I haven't read it. He,
1: he had to cut out it for pacing, but Luke did teach her three lessons, and here we go. Agbar is mentioned in passing. Now, you, do you know who this actress is? Mm-mm. Okay, because everybody's like, who is this character?
0: I mean, she just seems like a, like a classic old-school British theater actress to me. You know, like, just nails it.
1: And people are like, how does she keep surviving? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: But she does. Here we go. We see we, we the ego. up. He thinks he's going to see he's getting situated. And when she... Yep. Okay. We get in.
0: So my understanding is most people like Huldo, and some people really like her. I don't know anyone that had a problem with her, which surprised me a tiny bit because she does feel a little out of place. You know, Lardner is such a iconic actress with the purple hair and everything, but because of her relationship with Leia Sold later, it sells everything before, and also her telling Poe to f off and don't question her orders. I I, I think makes a lot of sense, um, but some people didn't buy it.
1: I do want to say that I've been in Paul's situation before where I have done something to earn some sort of distrust from people who are above me and they don't Mm -hmm. tell me and disconnect me. And so I can definitely relate to Paul Mm -hmm. and I can see why things are kept from him. And regardless of what you expect things to happen in real life, this is not real life. So you cannot put real life expectations on a sci-fi property. You have to go with how it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And by the way, Jada Giko, if I could just for a moment uh, take the floor and say um, that when I'm bringing up criticism that other people have... It's partially because I think it's important to represent. Um, and again, I'll, I'm only bringing up criticisms that Star Wars fans with you know, rational criticisms have. I'm not going to be talking about the idiots or the haters, like people that I know. And again, most of them ended up really liking the movie and most of the things about it. But I'm also bringing it up because I just love your response to it. Because while you don't always talk about directly about the filmmaking, like mentioning the directors by name and stuff like that, as I might do at some point, I, I love just throwing it to you and you talking about the sort of the composition of the film just for so whether listeners know out there why, why i'm bringing up you know some of the nitpicks that people had or whatever even though 99 percent of them I, were not my nitpicks just to be clear
1: right and i i love her right here i love how she conducts herself i love her manner, mannerisms and she seems a little bit cold at first but once you know the story and you saw the film multiple times, I think you can appreciate her performance and what she is doing.
0: Actually, I'm going to go back on I just, I just said. I'm going to bring up one complaint that borders on irrational criticism or sexist criticism or so forth. I know you want to talk about Rose. We're going to get to this in a second. But I do want to mention that the one criticism I have heard is that, you know, And again, you know me, I'm super feminist, and I'm all about what I'm about to say, is that the women in every case in this movie are smarter, more capable, more rational, in charge, and on top of that, trying to get immature, hot-headed, misguided men to do the right thing, which I'm all about, but it, it, it is glaring at points, I think, depending on your perspective.
1: It is really obvious, but as a woman myself, I really love it. I really love how this film, it seems like that is an important part of the story, but this is just one movie. This is just one part of the story, and I can see how people might be turned off by it, but I really enjoyed it. But but you can see it, definitely, for sure. And then you have Finn, yeah?
0: I think it could have been solved by Rose going through on a bit more of a journey with Finn. that They're both learning... And it's not just I, her, you know, correcting him every which way.
1: I love Rose right here. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> recommend listening to the audiobook and reading the book because it colors in Rose's evolution and it gives more character building, so I had a stun.
0: This of course mirrors the I am from the resistance. I I am from the resistance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love how you can tell that Finn has a good Finn is like the opposite of Han Han cannot talk Han cannot improvise Finn can it seems like
0: Do you think Finn's in love with
1: Rey? Um uh, No Not love 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 I think it's more of a Hey this is a friend of mine I care about her Not a romantic love I think yeah. he's obsessed with her, but not in a romantic way.
0: Well, I think it goes back to what he said in the first film when he says to her, you know, you're the first person to ever look at me that way. And he doesn't say, touch me, but she hugs him, too. You know, oh. people don't realize Finn had never been hugged in his life until Ray hugged him in that movie.
1: Oh, by the way, that was wake up number two. <laughs>
0: Yeah, to say this fleet is doomed. Screw you guys! I'm gonna go get my friend. Is very selfish.
1: It is, yeah. It's logical, but still selfish. Mhm. Yeah, I, I, I just love Rose. I think she's a adorable addition to canon. I can't feel my teeth. Yeah. I definitely recommend picking up some of the comics that she was featured in. It definitely covers the, colors in some of her character and resourcefulness.
0: Hey, Jedi Geek Girl? Yeah. Will you, will you pause real quick on the count of
1: three? Kay. One, two, three. And see right here, we're getting a explanation of why Finn is so important to the Resistance. He knows the First Order, inside and out. And this will play into effect later. This is why Rose saves him. Because he is so important to the Resistance. Or, I should say, the New Rebellion.
0: So, so I'm just going to say it right now. The biggest possible flaw from a plot narrative standpoint in the movie is that this plan not only fails and not only it backfires so badly it almost destroys all of them but because it's character building and the world building that's why they did it and that's why it works but if you're about pure logistics and plot this is all pointless and makes the situation worse ultimately and almost gets them all killed
1: no correct me if i'm wrong but we have seen worse ideas be more successful <laughs> so it's only logical that they, they would fail, and it's good to see this because life isn't a movie. It's not perfect. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to do things like this, and you're going to do things that aren't important in life. You know what I'm saying? But they are a part of life, and it's good to see that in fiction, and I think people forget about that.
0: I think Poe should have known who Holdo was before, and it was implied that they didn't have a great relationship in the past.
1: <laughs> See that that picture right there of Mars before she zoomed in. She looked like four. She looked like that bug type, uh, bounty hunter, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I I love Mars. I I hope we get more of her. We could almost have a movie, and we're not going to. But we could get a film solely with her five hundred years before uh, this movie, because she's been around for a thousand years.
0: Yeah, I mean, this didn't have to be Maz. You know, people said, you know, it was a waste of Maz or unnecessary. Could have been Lando. Could have been someone else.
1: Joking the gun, which I believe is the first sexual joke in Star Wars.
0: Uh, Except Chewie, where's my boyfriend?
1: Yeah, but can you really call that sexual? (laughs) Not that I need that in my head, but... I, I
0: have to go back to Empire. I'm pretty sure there was some innuendo there, but I'd have to go back.
1: No, but yeah, no, I seriously love Maz in the canon. I think she is one of the freshest characters being introduced.
0: Oh, me too. I think people just wanted more, which is which is always a good thing.
1: Oh, yeah, we do. And she does such a great job in Forces of Destiny. I hope that she is featured in some of the spin off movies. Like, there's no reason to not have her in Han Solo. I'll, I doubt we will have her in Solo, but there's no reason why not, you know?
0: Especially with the most recent forces of destiny
1: Yeah alright here we go First Skype between Han and Rey
0: uh, Kylo and right.
1: Oh yeah sorry I, I'm still thinking about where's my boyfriend Mars <laughs> See Rey is like half asleep She's coming through she's staying off And then They see each other now, how frightening would you be? How frightened would you be in that situation?
0: She, but she goes from just confused to angry, which is great.
1: And that's why I love her. You know, she could have panicked right there, but she jumped right into action. And of course, humorous moment. And here we go. We get a little of Tom Cruise here. Mm-hmm. I don't know the movie, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, race slides. Love it.
0: Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Risky business.
1: Risky business. See, we see Kylo jumps right into the forest.
0: I love this. He immediately goes for the mind control, which of course won't work on her. He should know that better than anybody. Look at what he's doing with his face. God, he's good.
1: Yeah, this is this another throwback to something that we will see later no, in the film. Of course,
0: he says it can't be you. The effort would kill you. Of course, he's also implying it can't be me. The effort would kill me, right? Yes. But he's too tough to say it. So, do you know what negging is? Yeah, I do. The question I constantly have with this movie is whether he's kind of negging her the whole time, whether intentionally or unintentionally.
1: I think it would be more of gaslighting, I would believe, right? Yeah, gaslighting. Yeah, he does that. But I love this connection between Rey and Kylo. This is something we have not seen.
0: Are these fully practical, these
1: nuns? They are practical, yes.
0: One of many great things Ryan Johnson did. Finally, a whole lot of different practical aliens in this movie we haven't seen since the original trilogy.
1: I just hope that we see your classic alien soon in a sequel trilogy. Uh, they are missing, like your tree legs and your. Uh <laughs>
0: excuse me. Yeah. Beautiful in ireland of course you know they originally were not gonna they weren't gonna do this all practically in ireland and they were like we can't do this without being on location
1: i wonder how much it cost it had to cost them quite a bit
0: lots
1: yeah because don't they have to like rent out the island or something like that
0: when you can't stay on it so you have to fly out with helicopters with everybody every day i mean they did this with lord of the rings all the time
1: I know I know that when The Force Awakens was released, people were complaining that it looks too real worldish. but I actually do think that you get absorbed into this world, and it does feel like a galaxy far, far away.
0: You know what? People are never happy. If it's too much CGI, they're like, oh, it looks unreal. If it's, if it's practical, it looks too real-world-ish. Give me a break.
1: I have to say that the scene coming up is probably my favorite when it comes to humor.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It is so adorable. You know that Kyla You know that Luke. You know that Mark and Daisy love this moment. You can definitely see it. It's almost like they broke character. They did not, but you can tell that they're having fun doing it.
0: I'm sure they laughed in a few takes, no doubt.
1: I wish we had outtakes of this scene. That's for sure.
0: I think there are some outtakes on the DVD, in- including Kylo. Here
1: we go. Yep. Here we go. Real eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is so good. He really is. It's so good. It's almost like it was improvised.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Try again.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Just breathe.
0: Could you mind if I talk over this for a sec? Go for it. So, someone described this, I can't remember who, and they said, from a purely philosophical standpoint, what Luke is saying and then what Ray says, from a purely philosophical standpoint, is nothing new, but because of the way it's delivered, both vocally and visually, it feels totally new and totally expansive of the Force.
1: I agree 100% with what you just got done saying, but this right here is so beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: have you seen the um ryan johnson movie looper the time travel movie with joseph gordon levitt
1: i did but i forgot about it so a lot well, of it it's doesn't just because
0: me. because of of like weird time travel and drug stuff in the movie there's a bunch of like really quick cut stuff like this that he does that i just he totally nails it here and then he just focuses on daisy ridley's face because goddamn why not
1: right again so beautiful I love how Luke is teaching Rey in a non-traditional sense, and this is why I think you're going to see Rey succeed, because she's learning about not the good of the Jedi, but the negative of the Jedi. Do
0: you think there's a mirror here for when Kanan tries to help Ezra, and sometimes Ezra taps into the dark side by accident?
1: I never see Rey is not afraid. Where other people are afraid, she's not afraid of the dark side. She has questions, and she's okay with seeking them out. And I think that is something that we have not seen in a Jedi before.
0: Oof. He's wrong, by the way. She didn't. That's not what's going on. I don't think.
1: Well, she she heard the cave call to her and it is a place of the dark side and she did seek it out but not because she was consumed by the dark but because she has answers she has questions and she wants answers
0: i kind of have to disagree not afraid I think he sees it as the dark. I think she sees it as just the unknown, and he's he's scared of anything of the unknown now, and attributes it to the dark. Well, you to- This is the whole gray Jedi thing: is being able to see the whole spectrum and not just attribute the, all things to extremes. Is my interpretation?
1: Well, a Jedi by default is based in the extremes, so of course he's going to see things as black and white. Where she is not, she hasn't grown up in that dogma. She's not. She has not been taught by a Jedi that has that black and white view. So she doesn't see it as black and white. She just sees it as somewhere to go for answers.
0: I love that Chewie, by the way, 100% loyal to Rey, not following Luke's, you know, just.
1: (laughs) and Look at at all the points. And there's the little one.
0: You know, because it was great because everyone thought they would just be cute, but they end up being hilarious.
1: And not only that, they are so cute and adorable, but they are actually more of a pest.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, there's the Anakin shot.
1: Yeah. And we're getting another Force Skype here. See, the thing about Kylo is he embraces the evilness. Anakin is absorbed by... He cries. You see a tear when he falls. Where Kylo, he embraces it. He's not afraid. There is no emotion to it. He's cold. Yes, he has a bit of conflict, but he is so... But like right here. I am a monster.
0: Mhm.
1: I I love that I, I love it
0: look at him he's tormented
1: he is tormented but he owns it like I said with Anakin he does it but he does it with a tear in his eye Kylo is like yes I am a monster
0: Mhm. and you know as people have pointed out you know Anakin is called to the dark who's trying to be light whereas Ben is called to the light and wants to be dark it's an oversimplification, but it's a cool juxtaposition.
1: It is, but I love the I love the differences. So and see right here is I believe when we cut to our first forces of destiny thing between this scene and the last. Mm. So I love I love how the forces of destiny are making sure that you can drop right into the films.
0: So I'm just going to say it. I mean, almost everyone agrees. If there is a weak part to this movie, it's Kento bite.
1: Oh, I love it because I'm a prequel fan, so I love everything that connects to the prequel. but that's just me. But I like it.
0: Right, whereas the old school fans don't like uh, extravagant world building just for the sake of extravagant world building.
1: Right, and it all comes down to perspective, and both of them are valid. But this right here, the music, I love the music. And of course, you see the three brothers here that are in the Canto Bight book. Look at all the different creatures. There's so much.
0: It also works out in our particular political moment because, by the way, that was Prince Henry or Prince William, the redhead back there of of England behind there on the table.
1: There was so much going on that you could pretty much... Look at the woman with the flat head. There's so much going on in this scene and environment that you could get lost in it. And I love that.
0: And I think this is... It it could be interpreted as so obviously a critique of Trump culture and Trump era. I don't know if if that's really true, but that's certainly what certain people who wanted to see that found, I suppose.
1: No, this little guy here, isn't it the character who plays, isn't it the guy who plays Ricket? Isn't that his character? Oh. Hmm. See, I see so many characters that I have seen in the Canto Bite book. Like I know who they are.
0: He also played a great uh bad guy assassin in the final season of Rebels.
1: He did. He did, definitely.
0: So everyone loves the five tiers.
1: I don't. I don't. They they look they look too human for my taste.
0: Oh interesting.
1: Yeah, so Hmm. I am a very interesting there woman. Like, so, There you see, go. See, there's something I don't like about The Last Jedi. Well,
0: I think that's the big... Can I get just a little philosophical here? About the state of Star Wars? I think the philosophical divide in the Star Wars fandom right now are people who can really love and enjoy the movies, have things that they don't like about them, and be totally cool with that, and be part of the experience. And people who somehow think that a movie can be 100% perfect hate it for its flaws or perceived flaws and dismiss it as trash or, you know, know, not my Star Wars or whatever. We are clearly in the first category, and I think there's more in the first category because people who are, you know, extremist in a negative way are always the loudest ones.
1: No, I know that there was a lot of discourse about this setting in the community, but this makes sense. Why wouldn't you have people like this in the Star Wars universe? To me, it's like, not acknowledging it would be unrealistic.
0: And it, look, I just appreciate the balls of having like a Casino Royale James Bond thing going on in a Star Wars movie. I do, and it fits pretty well.
1: I would love to know his story. The guy who looks like James Bond
0: but mm-hmm. like
1: a little short story about him, the Coldbreaker.
0: Mm -hmm. and by the way you know how some of the excessive going to so many worlds huge cgi set pieces in the prequels have actually aged very well because when you watch it over and over again you just are looking for so much stuff i think that's that that the Cantabite stuff is going to age better than people think because on so many repeat watchings
1: oh my god oh my god did you just say something positive about the prequel no i'm just kidding i'm just giving you some crap (laughs) But I think
0: it's. I think it's fair to say before this, as we watch this amazing Ray training scene here, I Which- think it's fair to say that part of us um, connecting was. Can I just go on a limb and say that you respect the fact that. I grew up not loving the prequels, have come to appreciate them over time and have sort of a complicated view on them. And and likewise, I appreciate that you love the prequels more than me, but also can be critical and see other people's perspectives. Basically, that we're both very open-minded and can have complex views about Star Wars.
1: So I will get to that in a second, but with this training mo- montage that we are seeing here with Rey, we know that she does this daily. She's so disciplined and self-disciplined. I'm sure she does this in the desert, and this is why she's so on top of things. And this right here, this is so beautiful, seeing her movement and fluid with the lightsaber. This comes so natural to her that she gets lost in the moment. And I think right here, she thinks it as somebody like Kylo. And we jump right into a serious moment, right into humor right here. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: she doesn't uh, apologize. She doesn't apologize. Come on, Ray. Say no, see,
1: see, I would do that. I would be like, um, yeah, I'm just going to walk away. That was not me. But, um, yeah, I do agree. I think that you, it's okay if you don't like something in Star Wars, as long as you conduct yourself respectfully. So...
0: Well, and you certainly deal with a lot of old school Star Wars fans in your, in your line of work.
1: I do. Um, I can be argumentative, but, you know, I try not to let it bug me. But.
0: Including young upstart podcasters who steal all my materials. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner still is mine. Only mine.
1: We're getting into a deep moment here.
0: Here we go for many years there was a balance and then i saw ben
1: my nephew with that mighty skywalker mm, blood
0: very Aryan, very german mm-hmm.
1: i want to know how he learned about the pro- prophecy of the children one like do you think obi-wan told him it can't be obi-wan it has to be somebody else because obi-wan thought it was luke
0: the debate over the chosen one, the Star Wars community, is one of the most misunderstood and misguided conversations that I've ever heard. People have no idea how complicated that idea is.
1: Well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters here is how was Luke? How did it? What? How was it brought to Luke's, Luke's attention.
0: Okay, you so know? this is the first of three versions here.
1: Uh
3: huh.
0: Luke's ends up being mostly right, but he's hiding some of the truth, which almost drives Ray completely from him.
1: Actually, the third lesson pushes her away for good. In a deleted scene.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I should say lead to the conflict that they have before she leaves, but because. Uh, the third lesson jumps after this lesson. It's right after this lesson.
0: Well, I think it's also because he refuses to take responsibility. She's it, right, by the way. It, and this is mirrored at the very end of the movie with the kids that so the galaxy needs a legend. It does. Right, so this in the trailer, they juxtaposed to Kylo. Everyone knew that wasn't how it was going to be, but in spirit, it sort of is. I guess the big misdirect with the trailer was that it seemed like Rey was leaving Luke to ask Kylo for help, but that's not how it unfolds at all, really.
1: No, it is it, it, uh, a... She loves to right turn up.
0: him, yeah. The whole idea of turning with Star Wars is so fascinating. Very few properties deal with that notion that people can be turned.
1: See, people were talking about this movie being so long, but I don't have any problem no. with how it flows. It seems like it flows really well.
0: I want my Star Wars movies to be two and a half hours. I wish Rogue One was 20 minutes longer.
1: I do have to say that this is definitely in my top three of Star Wars films, and the more I watch it, the more I love it. And I did not feel that way about the Force first- awakens or rogue
0: one billy lord is just adorable
1: she is so beautiful
0: and she's represented her mom's legacy so so gracefully and so beautifully
1: like i hope that she gets a more of a role in episode nine but you don't want her to get more of one because of Leia. you want her to it to be important you know See, we are about to get introduced to DJ here, who I didn't really care for, but no. I'm starting to come around on. I'm not I mean, saying I, I, always
0: love, I always love Crazy Benicio Del Toro, so I'm fine with that.
1: Well, I'm not saying I'm coming around to liking him, but I'm starting to appreciate his character in the Star Wars universe, if that makes any sense.
0: He does say bibbidi-bobbidi-boop, which is hilarious.
1: <laughs> I love that moment. I, w- I wish, you know, you had that like as a text tone or something like that.
0: I'll make that for you. I'll make it for you.
1: So, do you know what DJ stands for?
0: Um, uh, well, Yeah, don't tell me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't join.
1: Yep. 100%.
0: I thought it was Donald J. Trump, but hey.
1: He is so sneezy.
0: So, the oh, question wait. is, when does he turn... When does he give them away for good? Is he planning it from the beginning, or is it when they're really when they're captured?
1: When they are captured, he is a opportunist. He they goes, don't have
0: anything to offer him, though, which is sort of the reason they shouldn't trust him. Well,
1: he has no reason to help them in the first place. He just does it for the money, and he's an opportunist. Yeah. That's what he is. It's... It, uh-
0: there's there's a lot of problems with Canto Bite. There's no ways around it. I love the aesthetic of it. And I love the character, so I don't really care. But if you look at it structurally, it's it's the sloppiest part of the movie, and, and either it could have been cut or done in a different way.
1: I kind of disagree. I don't think it should have been cut. I think it's important to have that in the film. But I can definitely see that point of view. But I don't think right Rose
0: here, Finn should be cut. I'm just saying.
1: See right here, we get a great moment with BB8. Yeah, it's not really important to the plot but i really like this moment here
0: so bb8 defines op (laughs) he's so overpowered
1: like like how do people not notice that he is full of coins like if you watch this movie with the sound you can hear the coins when he moves like does nobody notice that Mm -hmm. and guys
0: this is for kids you need these like kid funny moments like come on people stop being so critical
1: i like how the troopers look here
0: this is very Fifth Element. Very Fifth Element.
1: Yep. Yep. Talk about a movie that I have not seen in a while.
0: Mm. It holds up well but, because it's so goofy.
1: But yeah, they they, they look way too human for me. Like it's a,
0: Can you it's, be more specific? The oh, their features,
1: eyes. The, the feature features in their face, like the nose, see? The mouth, it looks like a human.
0: I think that's part of the point.
1: I know that's the point, but for me, it it kind of turns me off them. They're still cute and adorable but
0: but can I can I at least say that the fact that the eyes look so real again people complain when humans or even animals eyes look fake because of CGI the fact that they look real here I'm giving them major props
1: and going back a couple of scenes ago you can actually see the marks on the neck of the stun ray or that's whatever awesome they were
0: using. I want that ring so freaking bad
1: I know right
0: it's got to be out there right Oh, it is. Hmm.
1: You just gotta find it, but it's not official.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, you you can definitely see the human. I think head. it's
0: also because we expect animals like them to have long snouts almost all the time. Possible, but see, their leg I, and running movement is fantastic.
1: So, if you did not listen to any of our other podcasts or don't or haven't read any of the books, the this is actually. Pages' dream right here it was Pages' dream to see a Fabia I can't really pronounce it instead of Rose so Rose is doing this but it's not her dream it's Paige's dream or as Rose calls her Pepe
0: I'm just going to ignore that bit of canon
1: <laughs> what no I like it
0: Pepe no I'm just kidding yeah. I'm kidding
1: I think it's an adorable nickname between sisters
0: oh i love that the opera singer
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you should know i've never read the rogue one book
1: uh i i want to say i'm surprised but i'm not surprised i don't well, know well it's just to because i it. think
0: the movie's so perfect for me that i don't need anything else but it's on my audible list because well, i like I the guy who reads it
1: i definitely recommend checking okay, it okay hold
0: out. on real real quick I want to see how real this looks with them riding because some people said they looked very green screeny, but it looked real to me. This looks super real.
1: It does because the way that they did it is kind of the opposite. Usually they do the human and design the creature or vice versa, but it's the opposite of what they did in the past.
0: I mean, you'll see when you, did you see black Panther? You didn't see black Panther yet
1: no not yet no when
0: you, uh, no spoilers when you see black panther there's whole parts of the movie when it's clearly cgi and they're not ashamed because they needed to do it that way there's no part of this movie that takes me out of it with cgi ever ever oh that's a callback to the garbage
1: i like how finn's like come on
0: right there okay so yeah right there it looks a little green screeny that's okay
1: Well, it kind of... It's tough
0: because in The Lord of the Rings, especially after the first movie, Peter Jackson nailed it so great that most movies don't live up to it.
1: Yeah, and sometimes there's no avoiding it, no matter how much you do.
0: By the way, I'm thinking about doing a second Rogue One commentary.
1: Well, sign me up for it. Definitely.
0: Cause I did the first one like this one, like right after the movie now after I love it so much more in in the legacy and stuff. If you're interested, I would love to do it.
1: Oh, 100%. And if you would like to hear it, please contact one of us and let us Mm -hmm. know.
0: Oh, and also because we have a new star Wars story and that's the first star Wars story. So that would be a great way to do it.
1: Yep. See people, people might look at this moment and think it's a bit cheesy, But I think it is important because it is conveying a message to Finn.
0: It's not cheesy. It's just this movie's incredibly feminist and incredibly pro animal. And if you have a problem with animal rights, if you have a problem with those things, then you know what? By the way, have you noticed I've been very restrained? I don't think I've cursed once this entire time.
3: This is for the kids.
0: This is for the kids. It's because I just feel pure positivity when I watch this.
1: And like I said, you just get so lost in it. I like okay, it's so Can beautiful. I point something out? Go ahead.
0: We still have over half the movie left. The rest of this movie flies the hell by.
1: Yes, it does. This is a really powerful moment right here. And I highly recommend if you have to read one thing from the book, you want to read this chapter where Luke connects to the Force, it talks about, see, he closes his eyes, and he reaches out in the Force, and he sees the light of Leia, and he sees Rey, who is a bright light in the Force, and it's very emotional, because after this moment, when he connects <sighs> to the Force, he runs to Rey, and he says, Rey, you are right, you are right, I'm coming with you, and that right there, really tugged at my heart screen, right here, really touched, like he knows, and he's running back to Ray because he accepts it. But mm-hmm. we know that things are not going to go that way. And it tears at my heart.
0: Here we go. Here comes ladies getting hot. Three, two, one, now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to do a RayLo podcast at some point. It is out of control following following like Sky Talkers and Scavengers horde online.
1: Well, I definitely agree I definitely subscribe to the concept. Not so much the romantic side of it, but the connection side of it.
0: But you, you follow some of them. They straight up want it.
1: Oh, I do. I do. Like, if 100% is like die hard and want these guys to get romantically together and have babies, I'm more of like an 80%. I do want them to be connected. Maybe not so much a romantic side, but and of course, you see the scar on Kylo.
0: I think you guys are biased by Anakin Skywalker, but that's another story.
1: Well, Anakin is also cute and attractive.
0: That's not what I mean. Because we weren't able to save Anakin, now we have a chance with Kylo, right?
1: Here we go green lightsaber.
0: I like how they make him look younger, too. Look at that.
1: Yeah, he it's looks, so beautiful.
0: He looks like a hobbit almost in those clothes. <laughs>
1: Seeing Luke Skywalker with the green lightsaber, even though this is a negative scene, looks so... Uh. Kill it if you have to. I love that quote, by the way. I realize it's not good, but I love the quote.
0: He's not wrong.
1: But no, the, where he not where
0: not. he's come The place he's coming from is not a good place.
1: From a certain point of view, it is right. Kill the past, let it die. Become who you are meant to be. I definitely agree with that. It's a little bit sharper than maybe you should approach it. But the point is that you could apply it. Maybe not as hostile, but you get the point.
0: Well, like in Buddhism, you know, they stress every moment in the cosmos is a brand new moment, you know. But... Yeah. You also can't have people not take responsibility for the past, not have shame, not have guilt, right? So that's where it gets messed up. Okay. Jedi Geek Girl, I want to hear your ongoing commentary of what the hell's going on here and what you think is going on here.
1: Okay. okay. So we see her get drawn into the cave, yeah? It's not really made clear if she falls or if she's pulled in. I subscribe to the idea that she got pulled in, but she could definitely have slipped in here. And this is a fourth sense. Of the place we see that later, and the first thing we see here is a mirror, which is basically, I guess, it's a mirror of the dark side, and we don't really know what is supposed to be because Ryan Johnson said himself that it's not supposed to mean anything. But that doesn't mean that we cannot take ideas here. So we see right here in a reflection, and she sees mere reflections of herself. And to me, I draw the idea that she is. I don't want to I think she is lost. She is lost. She. It's really hard to dissect this because there are so many different ways that you can do this.
0: Okay, but if in but Rebels' terminology, is this um, a,
1: a, a world, world between,
0: between worlds? worlds?
1: yes yes it is it's not what you see in rebels but it definitely touches on because this is the place people go when they look in the future here i think this is ray so divided among herself she is so torn among herself that she needs her parents and her family to unite her finally when she gets past that and she's like okay i want to see my family she becomes one she doesn't get lost in herself and she asked to see her family. And I think this is pretty obvious. You see a reflection. And it's not her pants, It's her. She defines herself. She raised herself. It's because of her that she is who she is. It's not because of her pants. She's not looking for her pants to endorse who she is. She enforced herself. You know what I'm saying?
0: Look, this is the part of the movie... Where the expectations you bring into the movie play a major role. Because not only did I not want her to be somebody... I never thought she was. I never bought into the teasing that JJ did in the first movie. Because if you listen really closely, especially when Maz is talking to her in the fir- in episode seven, I should say, I never thought she was somebody. And so I thought this was a beautiful way for her to finally realize it, the way we're coming to accept it. But man, were there a lot of people on their first viewing who were disappointed by this. But most Ma- Star Wars fans I know, hold on. Most Star Wars fans I know on repeat viewings, understood that Ryan Johnson was trying to do the best thing for the character and the best thing for the story. And for this movie and this character and this story, this was the best. See
1: right here. This is Luke like you're right, Ray, you're right. I'm coming with you and stuff like Which, that. Which
0: by the way, right here, evidence that Luke is not totally cut off from the force that he senses this is going on.
1: Okay, so this is after he connected to the force. He connected to the force when he closed his eyes. So he's already connected to the force but before that, he wasn't connected to the Force. And I want to get to something right here when they touch hands. So hold on here for a second. See, so they're reaching out, and they're, uh, they are about to touch. mm
2: uh-huh.
1: And here we go. In my opinion, when they touch right here, they are seeing each other fighting back to back. And they are uh, interpreting that from their point of view. So I think right here... They are seeing themselves fighting back to back to each other and each one of them are interpreting that from their perspective. They both see each other turning, but neither one does. They don't see the whole scene. They just see them fighting. Here we go. So powerful. Here's
0: Luke being violent with the force. That's not when he's strongest. Can I, I make a quick scene. Lord of the Rings comparison? No, go ahead. Okay. Whatever, you, go say, say what you were saying.
1: Okay. Well, I just want to say that I absolutely love the scene right here. It's not as much fighting that you would like from Luke, but we do see Luke in action here, and we get like a couple things. It's four as one. Thing. Is he two,
0: three, four? Yep. Also reminiscent of Kanan's uh, training in the dark saber with Sabine.
1: Well, I think Luke is holding back here. Like, he could teach Ray. He- well,
0: so is Kanan, yeah. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. Did I look at the imagery with the light and the rain. It's not too dark. There's enough light. It looks like Lord of the Rings here. A little bit. And then we get the middle story.
0: Okay, so I gotta do a little film history here. So the extremely famous and acclaimed Japanese filmmaker Kira Kurosawa to the Seven Samurai. Also the movie called Rashomon. Now, Kurosawa is one of the three or four main influences of Lucas, according to Lucas. The movie Rashomon is all about like a massacre that happens in a village, but you see it over and over again through different eyes throughout the movie. As you try and piece it together, this is definitely an homage to that and to Kurosawa and to Lucas as so much of this movie is to Lucas. I I love it.
1: And I think this is important right here because Luke, as soon as he lit the lightsaber, that feeling of wanting to kill his nephew went away. So why is it still
0: lit is the question. (laughs)
1: Because he's in a moment of stun. He's stunned. He can't believe that he did that to himself, that he was about to do that. He says it all right here. In a moment, it was a moment. And afterwards, I felt shame. And you can see that in his face.
0: Here's here's the thing, Jedi Geek Girl. Rey's trying to take the moral high ground here. Luke's not taking full responsibility. He's not going to go the way you think. In this movie, Luke is right and that Kylo doesn't turn, ultimately. But this argument here, this discussion, we don't really know who's right, and we're not going to know till the end of the ninth movie and how Kylo goes, right? I mean, this is an unfinished d- debate right here, in my opinion.
1: Well, here's the thing about it is I think Kylo can be redeemed, but I don't think Luke is the one to redeem him. I don't think that Han was the one to redeem him. Just because these yeah. characters fail to redeem him or cannot doesn't mean that he cannot be by another character, which I thought was going to be Leia, but it can't be Leia because yeah. of I, a real life no, situation.
0: Just, just to be clear, just to be clear, a oh, beautiful shadow of the Falcon, just to be clear. I'm not saying can or can't, will or won't. I'm saying from a purely filmmaking standpoint, Ryan and then passing back off to JJ Abrams, we really don't know who's right in that debate. We're not gonna know until we see episode nine, which is great.
1: It is really interesting because I don't think Ray is the one to turn him either. I, I like I said, I think it's laying right here. Oh my uh, god, when when that happened, everyone's cheers. Oh my mouth was wide open. I'm like, yes. Yes.
0: I thought it was going to be Obi Wan in this movie, but Yoda's the perfect choice.
1: He is. He is.
0: Some people thought Yoda's too manic and crazy. I fucking love it.
1: I like him. No, you're not. You hmm. think you're going to, but you're not.
0: You know, what's interesting is uh, some of the younger fans who grew up on the prequels and like like the originals but saw them much later and aren't as crazy about them or whatever as the prequels are very mixed on Yoda. Where People from my generation worship Yoda, but if you see Yoda in the prequels first, you're like, this guy is kind of a dick.
1: I love that. Which, which he admits just-
0: here in their discussion in a bit, by the way, how he's failed and the Jedi Order's failed, which is great.
1: Uh, this this right here has to be one of the best parts of the movie here with the dialogue between Luke and Yoda. It's so brief but it's so powerful and deep and philosophical. I mean, this is why we fell in love with Yoda in the first place. And th- there are so many quotes that comes out of this scene that has so many real world applications.
0: Is is Yoda a hundred percent puppet in this movie? I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, he is. Here, I think right, right,
1: right here he looks like Empire Strikes Back Yoda. Mm hmm.
0: Oh,
1: I love this scene.
0: Of course, we know the books were not burned. Ba da ba ba.
1: And that was Luke doing a little bit of Tachi Station. But the sacred texts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the library contained nothing that Ray does not already possess. Literally, she possesses them. <laughs> Do they say it openly in the book, or is it left sort of as a as a little uh, Easter egg, like in the movie that you has them?
1: It is mentioned when Finn opens up the drawers that there are some old ancient books in the drawer. Yeah. That's all See, I that's said. why
0: that's one of the reasons I don't read the books. I like how understated and hidden it is in, in, in the in the movie.
1: Well, you can overlook it in the book as well. It doesn't say the Jedi books; it just says old books. So,
0: heeded my words. Not did you. Right, pass on okay. what you have learned. Okay. I'm going to read some of this. Strength, mastery, but weakness, mm-hmm, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all, here it comes. Right, greatest teacher failure is.
1: That is so freaking true, 100%. I. Oh, yeah. Ah, the greatest teacher. You can teacher. only learn by failing. Yep.
0: Here it is. We are what they grow beyond. So true. This is the true burden of all masters. And by the way, this applies to parents and children and all sorts of relationships.
1: I was going to say that that 100%. If you, the listener, have children, this applies to you so well.
0: When I saw this with my mom and my dad, they were both like kind of holding my hand during that part because they totally got, they get it. I mean, that's the thing about Star Wars. You don't have to be a super fan to get those moments. (laughs) <laughs> I love that turn of Rose
1: <laughs> It's very She's so emperate. great by the way I
0: just want to say I love my of Canto bite. Kelly Rutran's Tran's amazing and all the haters out there Here's my one time Jennifer girl I'm sorry Go fuck yourself Kelly Rutran's amazing And she's going to be even more amazing in the Next movie and I cannot wait
1: I agree You know, I kind of hope we get a off With her you know but I don't know if we'll get something with her character You know between 8 and 9
0: And I know this is kind of superficial, but I think she turned some of the most heads at the Oscars of anybody. She looked amazing and was just that smile that I mean, we don't see it much in this movie except sort of at the end. But that Kelly Marie Tran smile is just irresistible.
1: Oh, she is beautiful. She definitely knocked it out of the park at the Oscars.
0: Yeah, it was like her and Gal Gadot ruled the whole thing.
1: Why are you ransanting your own ship? It's not your ship. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is that supposed to be a surprise uh, we yeah.
1: sold it no see DJ also helps Finn because Finn has this very black, black and white good guy bad guy type thing and DJ's like no it's not as clear cut as you think
0: but that's what I'm not sure lines up 100% with Finn's character to be honest
1: uh I think he's still very childish
0: I mean Finn was about to abandon the entire fleet I mean Let me learn you something big This very Joss Whedon language here Actually which I dig
1: Would you like to Going off topic here Would you like to see him do a Star Wars film yes or no
0: I'd like to see him do episode nine, but I'm I'm thrilled JJ is doing it. Yeah, I would love to see Joss Whedon do it. I think he's done with big movies now. He's been burnt. He got burnt out by Marvel, even though he loved it. He got burned by DC. It's not his fault. I, I think he's he's done with other people's properties. But yes, well, I would love I- to see it, jo- But but that being said, that being said, as some people said in 2005, you're not going to agree with this. Serenity was the best Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi. <laughs>
1: I love Josh Whedon, and I would love to see a movie by him Me in the too. Star Wars universe. But jumping back to this Star Wars film.
0: There's the hope word. Rebellions are built on hope.
1: See, if you were her, would you trust him with how he is acting?
0: No, but it's also bad leadership to not recognize that he's a threat by just dismissing him. True. Especially irrational with, I think they didn't stress enough that he went from hotshot to totally irrational when Leia almost died.
1: Well, see the thing about it is that both sides have flaws. Maybe she shouldn't have told him the truth, but I think she could have controlled him a lot better. I don't mean control in a bad sense, but if you know that somebody is a threat, why is he walking around with total freedom?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm fine with everything. I'm just saying I would have spent a little less time on CantoBite and more time on the ship. I think there's a lot more to explore in the ship, but it's, it's fine. It's all through performance, which for me is always the most important thing.
1: I love his moment right here. He's so dead set and so serious. You can read it in his face.
0: Yeah, The the only reason I'm fine with Poe being a bit of a dummy in this movie is because with the events of this movie and with Leia dying and everything, he's going to be on a mission to be an awesome leader in the final movie. He's going to be the leader, and I cannot wait for that.
1: Oh, mark my words, you're going to love him in Episode 9, especially seeing where he comes from. You're going to love him.
0: And even if he never steps foot in a Starfighter in Episode 9, I would be fine with it.
1: Episode 9 is going to take forever to get here. It seems like.
0: But we need it. We need it. I'm saying we need the wait in my opinion.
1: I I I I love these films. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just absorb everything. I just can't be so critical. It's just so beautiful and
0: Well, look. Okay. It's just extra time for people to appreciate the last Jedi more.
1: Exactly. So beautiful! Look, here. look!
0: How, I mean, look—the space stuff in this movie is the best ever. It's never been topped. It's not even close. And so I can't even imagine—it's—it's going to look this good, but even more epic in Episode Nine. I'm just—you know—I'm—you mean, I, know—I'm I'm a space junk, a space porn junkie, or whatever you want to call it.
1: Look how big the spaceship! There inside the spaceship. Was.
0: And the dread—the whole dreadnought, which we've we talked about. Oh man! Look here.
1: No, there's a bit of dialogue between them in the novel.
0: Uh, yeah, quick that quick question, Jedi Geek Girl. Yes. Would you be interested, uh, if we have time in the next couple weeks, doing a follow-up to this where we talk about some stuff, where you talk about some stuff in the novel?
1: I can do that. Um, and, in and, and and terms
0: of how it expands the lore and the story and so forth going forward? And, well, we'll come back can. to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Boop. Okay,
1: yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. make
0: that sound clip for you.
1: No, we we got to keep it. Did he already do it?
0: Yeah, we missed the bobby boobity boop.
1: Boob. Oh, man. We should have. Don't that. worry. I'm
0: going to make you the ringtone. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Typical first order. Oh, man. Look at this. <laughs> and who now?
1: Yeah, and I want to say one more side that both sides are at fault here. It's not just Poe. It's not just her. It's both of them.
0: She's only at fault for not thinking he was capable of this. She's right in every other way, and Poe's wrong. This happens on Battlestar all the time. These sort of mutinies. It's great.
1: Do other mutinies successful or do they always doom to fail?
0: Depends whose perspective you're from and who writes the history books.
1: See, see, when I saw this tribute, I did not know what it was from. I, no, it's not the that fact, there's a straight
0: tribute, see, it's just that there's a lot of nods to Battlestar in this.
1: To Hardware Wars. I was talking about the Iron.
0: Oh, this like, is a great gag.
1: Like, I don't know how you expect that to work. Like,
0: Okay, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to get it out. Captain Phasma is the most overrated... And worthless Star Wars character for the hype, other than Boba Fett.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, since Boba Fett, I mean, Doc Maul, who had a short thing, but Doc Maul was pretty, compared to Boba Fett and maybe Phasma, you know, he was pretty, he earned his keep in the Phantom Menace. And here we go, a tribute to Return of the Jedi right here, definitely very Return of the Jedi-ish. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that she is a little bit overconfident here?
0: Uh, In the way that Luke was, yeah.
1: Because Luke, you got to remember that he had like a year dealing with it, where Luke, this is maybe three days or a week at most since they last confronted each other.
0: No, I think Luke's more overconfident. He's got that grin on his face. He goes, you'll turn, you'll say. You won't turn me over to the Empire, blah, 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 blah. Luke's way overconfident. I mean, it, Luke, it's literally uh, the, about the moment when he's going to strike his dad down before he realizes.
1: So, on this scene coming up, when they fight back-to-back, I do have something to say. So, just giving you a heads up.
0: That it's awesome?
1: Well, besides that. But there's something There's something I want to point out.
0: My faithful apprentice. The way he says that, a little bit reminiscent of Darth Maul with Ezra.
1: See, here's the thing about... okay. So, Darth Vader is submissive to the Emperor because he has nothing to lose. Kylo still has a lot to gain, more so than Vader. So, it's not surprising that Kylo acts where Vader does not.
0: I think the prequels give us way more many reasons why... Anakin is loyal to the emperor including emperor telling him the lie about saving Padme that led to Padme's death and never really gets the full truth about it.
1: Right, but the emperor basically abuses Vader.
0: Snoke's been abusing Kylo.
1: That's true, but a- Anakin lost so much that I don't that he didn't have it in him where Kylo does.
0: <laughs> that was a nice gag. So stuff, little tiny film stuff, where they shoot the th- uh, bb shoots the transceiver to to Finn. That can take like fifty takes sometimes to get right.
1: Oh, I could imagine. Hey, <laughs> three
0: Yeah, I just don't feel like Poe is as Poey in this movie as he is in the first. I look forward to Poe being more poe in the last. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Did you see her say "pew"?
0: Yeah, pew pew pew. Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. She, she yeah, she she says
1: that. Like you could actually see her. I,
0: she said she has force powers. Did you see that headline?
1: Well, it, no. That just because an actor thinks something about their character, that doesn't make it canon. But yeah, I did see that.
0: I'm not saying it's canon. I'm just wondering if you saw that she said it.
1: Yeah, I did see that. And so, did like it's just like Samuel L. Jackson saying that he survived episode three.
0: This is great. Now. I mean, it's not as good as being the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy for Benicio Del Toro, but it's a much different role.
1: Yeah, I think a uh, different. I love that she's at the opposite side of her mom here.
0: Totally. But she's also like the first one to surrender, I think, right? <laughs> when yeah, like, no. comes in. yeah. Yeah. There you
1: go. Now, see, I can't agree with you about Phasma. I still like the character, but yeah. see... Her character is not supposed to be, she's not important to the plot, if that makes any sense. She's there to help Finn grow and evolve, and I think people lose track of that.
0: If they never hyped her up and she did what she did in the two movies, she'd be great, but because they hyped her up and they kept saying, there's more, there's more, and then there's a book, which was terrible.
1: Oh, I thought the book was well written. I didn't care about the setting, but anyways, here we go.
0: She's detestable in the book yo that's my princess that's my princess that will always be my princess people nothing will change
1: and her blaster the same from episode four (laughs) see yeah (laughs) i i like how (laughs) c3po like he had no agency he's like i'm just here (laughs) so
0: one of the many great parts of bloodline by claudia gray is c3po constantly still being by her side through all those years you know and being annoying but she just Needs them and trusts them.
1: So, I love the chemistry right here.
0: Yeah, I mean, this sells the whole thing. They, it, they om- it's almost too... That's the thing. If there's any flaws in this movie, is the, the, t- the touch is a little too deft, a little too subtle, which I'll always prefer over the other way.
1: I don't think it's subtle. I think you can tell that these are two women who had a lifelong friendship. You can tell. You can see the emotion on both, the t- both of their faces. That it's was the so Carrie line, it.
0: by the way. She wrote that line.
1: It's still getting me emotional because you can tell that these are good yeah. friends.
0: Can you imagine Laura Dern too getting this experience with Carrie like so close before she passed? And she. I mean, everybody, up- especially. But I'm saying, especially a veteran, older female actress like Laura Dern, it must have been really special for her.
1: And she looked up to Leia. I believed. Or, yeah,
0: yeah, from they were kids, right?
1: Okay, uh, I I don't know how old oh, she to is. Oh, yeah, to Carrie, yeah, but she she really respected Leia. No, but so I'm saying
0: Holdo and, and Leia are friends from when they were kids. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I love this mo. I love all the smoke that we got. It was all very. I mean, rich.
0: Look. The two greatest extended scenes, in my opinion, in all the Star Wars movies is this one and the end of Return of the Jedi, to me.
1: Yeah. Wrong way. Closer.
0: Did you think that Snoke was going to die in this movie?
1: No, I did not. And I'm gonna get that out of the way now because I want to talk about something later. But when it happened, I I'm like, okay, where do we go now from here? Yeah, I thought Kylo turned, and people were cheering, and I was still like surprised. I did not see it coming. Hmm. I was more like, okay, what's next? How does this work for the story? Where people were like celebrating it.
0: That looks super great to me. That CGI makeup mix.
1: It does. I think if there's one flaw with this movie is that we did not get more Snoke before he died because I love this performance by him. He is so creepy. Look at his hand.
0: I wonder what she's looking at as they're filming this.
1: Andy. He's she's looking at Andy.
0: Hmm. Who by the way, as himself is super evil and great in Black Panther.
1: If you watch the scene that is a bonus feature, they actually does this scene with him without the CGI, so you can actually see his performance.
0: That's awesome. It's just like how he was playing Gollum for real in all those scenes. It's amazing.
1: Now speaking of Paul wake, waking up, we did not miss another wake up by Finn, did we? No, I don't think we did.
0: <laughs> oh, Paul!
1: Now there's a good shot coming up here of Paul's behind. So I think it's coming up. I don't know. It's been a while since brought to my attention, but just keep that in mind.
0: So, she says they're not minor transports, so he hasn't been informed of this plan. But, oops, he caused Rose and Finn to get a guy that's going to tell them how to track the transports and kill them all. I mean, it's really posed posed bad by accident.
1: He he's learning here, but I think it was her sacrifice where he finally got it.
0: You're all rebels, aren't you?
1: With the imagery, look at all the troopers, and... None of it looks fake, it looks real, real. you're absorbed in it. And there was actually a deleted scene here, and it's in the novel, where Rose actually bites off his fingers. Finger, or bites his finger.
0: There's some racial connotations there on purpose, by the way, which was very bold.
1: I did not pick up on it.
0: The white Nazi guy smacking the former black slave. Because so let's be honest, he was a slave. They're all slaves, right? That's the point.
1: I would say they're more brainwashed than slaves.
0: I'm but isn't sure that kind of like the, the same difference. thing? Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: not saying that they aren't different. I'm just saying I see. Oh, them. Rose
0: is so good here. What's funny is Donald Gleason plays so many characters, but like he's never played a character like this before.
1: He is so deliciously slimy and easy. And he, ha- he has that cheesy 40s villain type thing.
0: But if you see him playing the sweet country boy in, like, Ex Machina or Brooklyn, it's, it's amazing.
1: Could you imagine Okay, so... Okay, so, another imagine- flaw. Go ahead.
0: I've already counted three explosions. There can't be more than two dozen transports. They will have blowed up the fleet, like, five times by the time this is all over.
1: <laughs> well, the thing about movies is, it's the whole timing issue. Like, is this happening oh, I know, after but the first blast, is this happening before?
0: Yeah. Again, with Battlestar Galactica, you have 50,000 humans on 60 ships, and so you're like literally always counting how many ships and people are left. So, again, space nerd. Sorry, guys. Now,
1: do but you yeah, think that right. moment- You're right. It's
0: totally a timing thing. It's completely a timing thing.
1: Do you think that moment right there was a little bit over the top with the human?
0: No. He's just playing life. with her. It's like when he spun uh, um, hucks around on the ground.
1: I agree, one hundred percent. Okay, like this definitely-
0: is directly from Return of the Jedi, where he looks out the window and sees and the Emperor's bragging about their fleet being destroyed and end of the rebellion, and your friends will die and blah 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 blah. Right? I mean, it's great. I love it. Ooh, mama, fiery.
1: Oh, I do agree, by the way, that I don't think it was over the top. I can definitely see any criticism that it was over the top with hitting her in the head with the lightsaber. See, he is so self-confident here. The Emperor, I don't think, would have played around like he does.
0: The Emperor plays around. He watches Vader and Luko at it while he's laughing.
1: Right, but I'm talking about this type of thing. I think if, if, if this was the Emperor and if he got involved, I don't think he would have been playing around this much. Like Snoke is. Uh, he's
0: not playing around now. He's saying, if you're my guy, you're going to execute her right now.
1: Right, right now, but I'm talking about like for the last couple of minutes. I don't think the Emperor would have done that. So here we go.
0: There it is. Turn him.
1: He knows what he has to do. He is so overconfident. I mean, the Emperor was too, but see.
0: Can I I give you a counterpoint to that? Go. This just proves that Kylo is one of the greatest mind manipulators ever. And so part of the overconfidence is because he thinks he's reading Kylo's true intentions, but he's reading the opposite.
1: Here we go. Moment. So the question
0: is, why do the guards fight so hard after their master is dead? But who cares? It's glorious.
1: To avenge. Yeah, here we go. Best moment here. Then the music and the cue, and you see Snoke falling, falling over. We're getting into the Avengers shot here, and right here, the people are screaming. It's powerful. You're seeing them fight together. And here we go avenger shot. Now, watch Ray. No. Ray will put her hand on Kylo Ren's hip or leg, thigh here. It's very subtle, but it's here or vice versa I forget here there we go they just touched
0: get a little butt squeeze touching butts
1: yeah touching the thigh there it's very subtle but it's there for all the Kylo Ray shippers
0: (laughs) pick F (laughs) Uh, I like them
1: I love this maybe coming up it is something that I use even in real life the maybe maybe yeah And that was a, um, that wasn't scripted. That was improvised. Just like I know. (laughs) Alright, so this armor right here is talked about in the novel. It's lightsaber-proof. So in order to defeat them, they gotta hit them in the weak spots in between their armor. Well, obviously they got the back there, but according to the novel, their armor repels the lightsaber.
0: Man, I can't wait for the Ray kylo fight. Right? Oh, man.
1: Yeah, brutal.
0: I mean, it's crazy. You never see anything close to this violent in Disney movies, but Star Wars, they're like, hey, bo- hey, guys, go for it.
1: <laughs> well, it's more Lucasfilm.
0: You have to. Yeah, no, they have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is nothing compared to Lionsgate, which is also owned by Disney. People don't know that. It's
0: true. But this is like openly Disney.
1: Mm, I think it is openly confused that it is Disney. But anyways, one of these guys is female.
0: What do you mean? It's Kathleen Kennedy works directly under Bob Iger of Disney. Whatever. Here we go. Boom. Boom. Vicious. I love how both, you know, Kylo kylo's typically kind of clumsy and just just strong ray's more finesse but they're both fighting with equal rage and passion which is great but as i've commented ray has this ability to fight with incredible you know passion oh yeah baby Ooh, you know i mean in even anger and but she always comes back to herself yeah here it is everyone shared that
1: oh yeah they did in my screening too but what I was quickly saying is that this, this film opened up with the Lucas film. It didn't open up with the Disney. That's what I mean by open. But here we go.
0: Mhm. Immediately back to Ben or Kylo, I should say.
1: I call him Ben.
0: But you know what I mean. Back to Kylo. If it's Jekyll and Hyde, he's back to Kylo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I agree.
0: Okay, so here comes the gaslighting or negging. Unless I missed it.
1: Yeah, gaslighting. Here we go. It's coming up.
0: It's a really brave performance by both of them. And I don't use that word lightly
1: in the background is beautiful with the debris
0: here it comes
1: see and people think he says it she says it he only confirms it see see they were nobodies she knows and he just reinforces it
0: yeah but the way he says it is so condescending
1: That is not how you talk to ladies, guys.
0: Yeah, it's negging. It's not gaslighting. It's negging. It's 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 tearing it's tearing a woman down to then build her up on your own terms. I've seen it happen a lot. It's ugly. But but he doesn't realize he's doing it. Is sort of the difference. Gaslighting is to cause a person to doubt his or her sanity through the use of psychological manipulation. You there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm watching this moment.
0: What do you think of the Holdo maneuver?
1: I like it. I think it's really beautiful and powerful. And like I said, I think it is a turning moment turning moment for Paul I think it is the moment where he really gets it
0: it's also the second suicidal attack of the movie I love it the real question is why does she wait so long to do it but that's okay actually so, I know why she does that was a stupid question let's go here so this is so metaphorical right this isn't just a literal tug of war there's so much going on here it is and it's 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 a direct echo of episode seven when she's tied down and he's trying to get in her mind right
1: No, do you like all these things building up before the maneuver happens like you're seeing these characters it's like everything is elevating which sure structurally yeah yeah it's just very it's like it builds and it builds no,
0: I, I just wish they had found a slightly more elegant way to get Rose and Finn on the ship. That's that's all. That's all. Tiny, See, com- tiny, tiny, tiny nimpick. Here we go. Yes.
1: Honey, as seat seat.
0: May the Force be with you, Admiral Holdo. Here
1: we go. So powerful. I love this right here with the lightsaber.
0: Rest in peace Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber.
1: The crystal is still there. It's just a lightsaber. Yeah, but
0: If only she had a mentor who had built lightsabers before who could teach her to do it.
1: Well, it's in the book, so.
0: No, you didn't catch what I might drift.
1: There we go. Boom. Quiet.
0: How can you not love this?
1: How can you not love this? So beautiful. And she goes through all those ships, not just the supremacy, but all those other ones, too.
2: Mm
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: Leia starting to look really despondent. It's hard to see her like that.
1: She has gone through so much loss that it is so admirable, it is so respectable that she keeps it long. If She keeps it together for as long as she does because it takes a strong woman to do that.
0: I mean, I've said it before, you know, I... I In hindsight, it would have been great to have more light in this movie, but it's an amazing final performance and contribution. (laughs) The OP BB 8, gotta love it. I do. Sure, why not? I mean, it's not that much different than R2 in the prequels and Clone Wars, right? So.
1: I know that people wanted more Captain Phasma, but I kinda I kinda like what we got from her. I mean, yeah, it's not exactly I just
0: don't get it. I, I never got what they were going for in their obsession with her and people's obsession with her, but let's let's not linger on it. Let's talk about the characters we love that are important. The important thing is that Finn gets revenge even if it's a cheap shot.
1: <laughs> Come on. I, I still think it's important in his character building.
0: Oh yeah. Look, in war, there's no such thing as cheap shots. You win or you lose.
1: Exactly. I do think the Chrome Dome was a little bit over the top, but
0: isn't that a X Men thing or like isn't that a comic book thing? Chrome Dome? I can't, It,
1: it I could. I feel be, like I've heard that with another sure.
0: villain. Yeah.
1: But see, I like this fight scene. It serves its purpose. Hmm.
0: hmm <laughs> oh. i feel like we've seen this upcoming shot before with the one
1: eye yep now for the record i do think that logically she shouldn't survive this because she has a hole in her helmet so if she gets sucked into space or whatever
0: no she's done
1: Yeah, there's no way she can survive that. She's
0: done. Mm Mm-hmm. And the music. (laughs) Riding something else. Right on the shuttle, boom, I love it. You don't need to show every little transition. Just boom, 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 out. Of course, the big. Some people have asked how Ray get. Oh, this is great.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I really care for that shot, but it definitely <laughs> establishes that he's dead.
0: <laughs> some and people you ask still, how Ray gets to the Falcon, but yeah, what was it?
1: And you still see his hand on the thing, right?
0: This there. This I love. I, I love that Hux would just shoot a man, an unconscious man.
1: Yeah, he does not like Kylo. Uh, wants, I think he,
0: that's safe to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he he wants to kill Kylo at the first opportunity. Now, obviously, his voice is that enhanced? Through, like, some sort of voice filter? Kylo? Yeah, it sounds a little filterish. ish.
0: No, nah, Adam Driver's just a genius.
1: And I think this right here is showing more of his evolution of a character. Him using his voice choke, I think, is supposed to be a very monumental.
0: hmm.
1: Iconic scene showing Actually, him... you know
0: what? Can I give you my theory about what Kylo? Um, About Adam Driver's voice there?
1: After this beautiful shot of Leia. <sighs> oh, God damn it. Look at those eyes.
0: In
1: mm. the sun setting. Hmm. But anyways, go ahead.
0: Well, I think people you know, stress in the first movie spends a lot of time in episode seven. uh, Kylo spends a lot of time behind the mask and the voice filter, but he's also doing stuff with his voice behind the voice filter. So I think he found Kylo Ren's voice because when you hear Adam, sorry, talk in real life or another movie, he sounds quite different. So yeah, I'm gonna give him credit on that one. It is sort of interesting that we sort of have a hot thing at the beginning and the end. Seems fitting.
1: It is definitely similar, but I think it's different enough that people are not calling, you know, redo.
0: <laughs> That's the Poe I love right there.
1: Yeah, and with BB-8 here, oh, rubbing the belly.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. See, but it's it's, it's important to keep in mind that while this is the resistance, the remnants of the resistance, there are other cells out there, like the rebellion, who are fighting the First Order. Like, I think the reason why her allies didn't reach out to her is because they have their hands full with the First Order. The First Order is a lot bigger than what we see. They're taking over the galaxy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they also could be far away. They could be scared. There's a lot of reasons.
1: Right, but I'm just. I just want to say that while we are zoomed in in this small section of a conflict, it is a lot larger than what we see.
0: That's true. Although we have the senior people on both sides here, so you know,
1: it's we do. Big deal. But uh, I just want to say that so.
0: Can I give you a prediction for the final movie? Go for it. I think the First Order is going to get destroyed pretty early on, and I think Kylo's going to let it happen.
1: So, I have a question for you.
0: hmm.
1: We know that Hera survives Rebels, and through Post Return of the Jedi. Is she an ally? Do you, think it, do you think it is possible that we'll get Hera in episode 9?
0: Can I be honest? Go for it. The only non-movie character I want to see in episode 9 is Ahsoka. And because of her popularity in the timeline and character stuff and her possible relationship with Rey, there is no reason that they shouldn't at least be considering having an elderly Ahsoka in episode 9. It makes so much sense.
1: Okay, but... But Hera, sure. Yeah, the, I basically was asking, do you think, Matt, do you want... Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I know. I turned the question around, because <laughs> I love Hera, but I'm much more concerned with Ahsoka.
1: Oh, I do too, but I think that, I, I don't know, I think that plot-wise, Hera would be, would contribute a lot more than Ahsoka. Not that I wouldn't want to see Ahsoka, Or I
0: Jason, I mean, if Hera's yeah. not around. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jason, we we could see Jason, definitely.
0: And as you pointed out much, much earlier, it would be a great way to bring in the, the Twilax and so forth. Yeah. Like, the whole legacy of the Sindula family, like, that could be super powerful, yeah.
1: And it would be a great way to unite everything.
0: Okay, can you answer a question to me? Go. Are these ships armed? What the hell are they doing? We never see them fire anything. Are those missiles there? Like, what is the plan
1: here? So, they are uh, equipped with weapons, but basically, these are racer crafts. Mm-hmm. They used to race them on asteroids. So they're built for speed and corners and stuff like that. They've been refitted. They've been stripped down, and when they were, they had armor put on them. But these were basically, mm-hmm. they're like pod races. If that makes any sense. I love the shot of the command shuttle.
0: Yeah, it's great. That takes an unbelievable amount of power, by the way, to just hover like that over a planet. That's really cool.
1: Probably in Star Wars, though, it's probably nothing.
0: (laughs) No, I still think Star Wars relies on some form of physics.
1: Well, yeah, but I love the red.
0: It's great. It's great.
1: Now, I do feel like Ray gets pushed aside here at the end. But I yeah, a lot how, of people have
0: said that actually. Yeah,
1: but I don't know how you insert Ray. It, it seems like it's almost—I don't want to say it's a necessity, but how would you insert her in the plot without it being kind of forced? I think you have to have the resistance here.
0: Can I? Yeah, I kind of th- give you a theory on that. Go. That Rey saving them through her using the Force powers, but in a sort of non-traditional way, kind of mirrors the way that Luke saves them using Force powers in a non-traditional way. And
1: so, just so, the final,
0: sorry, just the final conversation between Rey and Leia that ends the movie is more than enough for me.
1: So right here, this is very Han Solo running <laughs> an employee. Yeah, I love that moment. But this is so Han Solo. See, people were talking about Ray getting pushed to the sideline here, but yeah, she she's shooting it.
0: right here. Come on, yeah, we got Ray kicking
1: butt. Let's go, people. Exactly. Bebo. She she, oh uh, she leads the Tie Fighters away, so she is contributing to the battle. But I think it's important to know that the last moment between Kylo and Luke, it mm-hmm. has to be between them.
0: I have to I say, I, I, other than the Force theme, I've always, Leia's theme has always been my favorite, but I think Ray's theme is my favorite now.
1: Oh, yeah, coming up right here. It's one of my favorite pieces of music right here. Coming up here soon.
0: I hate that chip. <laughs> here we go.
1: The, the Rebels theme right here. Here we go.
0: God, I used to listen to this as a kid over and over again, man.
1: Oh, I love this. The Rebel Fanfare.
0: Uh. Man. Playing the X-Wing games with the joystick flying around. Oh, God, I miss those days.
1: See, for me, it was Shadow of the Empire. Shadow mm-hmm. of the Empire. Love that game. And that see, was, that right was like here. a
0: whole series of stuff, right? The Shadow of the Empire. Yeah,
1: Yeah, see right here? Chewie is a B.A. pilot.
0: Yes, indeed. This reminds me of the giant battering ram in Return of the King.
1: So when I saw the film for the second or third time, one of the things that I was focused on was the music. And I think the music stands out a lot more than it does in Episode 7, outside of Rey's theme.
0: I would probably agree with that.
1: Yeah, I think the soundtrack is a lot better. I don't know it's better,
0: but I think it stands out more, yeah. Well,
1: also you're building off what was established in Episode 7. Like, you're seeing the evolution of themes that were established.
0: Yep, and we don't have anything like the Octo theme in Episode 7, which is so great, yeah. I don't know if it's called the Octo theme, but you know what I mean, the stuff on the island stuff.
1: See, and now you're seeing Finn repeat the same mistake that Poe makes.
0: Right, Finn, Poe, right, Poe finally learned the lesson that you gotta retreat sometimes. Finn hasn't learned it yet. Yeah, See, uh, and... I, uh, the man, this, uh... I think the kiss is super sweet, but I know a lot of people that didn't like it.
1: So... What Finn is about to try to attempt wouldn't do anything. It it's, just suicide. it's a pointless suicide. The effort is, you could definitely see the point, but it would be pointless. He would burn up before he even hit the cannon. And even if he hit the cannon, the cannon already broke through the wall. And yeah, I was like, oh my God, are we losing Finn? I,
0: I, I thought, thought so. I actually did briefly think they might kill Finn here, yeah.
1: I was like, oh my god, I, I was getting emotion during this. I'm like, are we losing another character? And
0: mm-hmm.
1: see, look, he's falling apart. He's burning up and...
0: That's because he's so full of guilt and shame and his cowardice, yeah. Well,
1: he has That's something- totally
0: a Rocket Raccoon shot. I love it. Right up on her face. It's like Rocket and the Guardians. It's awesome. He has- this is great. Look at Poe. Boom! Love it.
1: He has something to fight for. But you have to know how to go about fighting it, when to make your suicide mission count. And I hate to use that terminology, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Now, during your first viewing, did you think that she died at this moment coming up? No. During your first viewing?
0: No, there's no way they were going to kill Kelly Marie Tran.
1: I thought it was a little bit kind of vague. I think she's a little
0: too awake here between being unconscious and then unconscious, unconscious. But to deliver those. The problem is Kelly Marie Tran was asked to deliver some of the hardest lines and content in the movie. You know, it's such a high level of difficulty what they asked her to do. Respect. Respect.
1: I I think the kiss that she gave him was her trying to, how do I say this? Try to get her point across Through yes. action You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. It's like here Let me show you what I mean And I think that is so important To apply in real life too Save what you love Celebrate what you love Don't fight what you You know what I'm saying
0: Yeah you, But and you also need something to
1: right, uh, here we To go. live
0: for Not just to die for
1: Here we go I love this. We go in the most desperate hour. Mm -hmm. All hope is out, and here we go.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs)
1: I love how Luke looks here. I think they did a great job.
0: I had a slight suspicion through this entire thing. Something weird was going on, but I had no freaking idea what was the actual thing.
1: I thought it was a little off, but like I said, I get absorbed in things, so I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And I enjoy that. I like that. I am surprised even by the obvious. Oh, this agreed. moment right here. I hate to talk through it, but it's so beautiful so emotional.
0: The I change my hair thing was another uh, Carrie Fisher line.
1: Oh my god. This pulls at my heart right here. See he said I can't save him. I accept my son is gone. No one's ever gone. He's gone. See he knows that he can be saved but he knows he can't do it.
0: Well, it's interesting because he says I can't save him and he says no one. He's
1: she, she knows. She knows yeah. right there. Yes, but I'm saying that it has double meaning. See, so she knows. You're right. Yeah, yeah, she
0: knows. She knows it's not him. She knows. <sighs> I'm such a sucker for the brother sister stuff.
1: So beautiful.
0: <laughs> 3PO speechless for once.
1: Master Luke (laughs) and the wink. Here we go. Let this music play right here, so beautiful.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> is this a brand new theme
1: no no actually it's kind of like Vader's theme hmm. they turned it up a little bit but it's yeah sorry I just get so lost in that music I, I love know, that music
3: I, yeah <laughs> no
1: see right here if people want to criticize Luke Luke is a BA right here It's like, this is the look that we wanted. Yes, it's not him going, jumping around, flying around with the lightsaber, but he's a BA. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think most people who like this movie ended up really liking this part. It was just divided between the people who liked it immediately, like me, and some people who needed some more time with it, which I totally get.
1: Yeah, I had to see it again. I did not want to jump to a conclusion. I knew I didn't know how I felt, but I wanted to see it again and before I drew a conclusion, I wanted to make sure I had enough time.
0: I'm I'm also, as you know, you know, a sucker for like Eastern philosophy and The Matrix and stuff like that. And so the the reveal and what he was doing sort of spiritually re- really spoke to me.
1: Thank you, got him. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, that shuttle's so cool.
1: It is. Oh my God! Look how beautiful it is with the red and the and one of the best gifts to come out of the movie.
2: Uh huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at the confidence he has. I love it. I know people think it's cheating and over the top, but I love how Hux is.
0: The uh, Hux-Kylo dark comedy in this movie is one of my favorite parts of it because I didn't see it coming.
1: I agree 100%. I just know that it's a point of criticism by some people.
0: Well, some people can go do something.
1: See, right there, that kind of looks like the Vader right there, Vader Emperor, when he was Mm. coming down from the shuttle. Mm Mm-hmm. And see now we see the second time Poe gets it, mm-hmm. and this is so beautiful seeing his growth of a character from where he started at, at the beginning of the movie for him becoming a leader,
0: which is exactly what Leia wanted, and exactly. the only way I can explain some of the Poe story is Leia having a vision that he had to go through that journey for the betterment of, of the of the cause. Oh, here we go! We get finally get the Kylo stance we've been wanting. Boom! Uh,
1: I love that how he lights up his lightsaber and do the leg thing, and he puts down the cloak just like Obi Wan and Anakin. That' pretty cool. Now, see, this is perfect for the philosophy of less and more is more. Yep, it's just like the Obi Wan Mauls fight. Look at his eyes, the determination in his eyes.
0: I mean, what did Vader say in A New Hope? The power to destroy a planet is insignificant compared to the power of the Force. Yep. Spiritual power will always... In this universe, spiritual power will always outweigh physical power.
1: And C-3PO had to finish his statement. (laughs) Very C-3PO.
0: I have to say, post-K2SO, C-3PO's shtick isn't quite as good anymore. But that's only because K2 ripped off C-3PO and made him totally psychotic.
1: <laughs> I still like him in this movie. Yeah, you gotta have him in every movie.
0: Crystal Foxes.
1: See? Uh- <laughs> All of them?
2: Uh, God see, bless her. look,
1: look, she is so proud of him.
2: Uh,
1: see, I love it. Mm, 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 mm. And see, this is, see, Ray is important here because she helps them escape. She not only gets rid of the TIE fighters, but she helps them escape. And her lifting up the rocks is giving the resistance hope
0: agreed
1: that's why it's important <laughs> yes it kind of gets sidetracked from her but she's still important to the conclusion of the plot
0: yeah I, that was something I never really I, and then, uh, not only didn't bother me I just it seemed like part of the flow of the movie that should go this way
1: I think it's very important to have the confrontation between Luke because what Luke is doing is he's giving the galaxy hope the hope that it needs sometimes you need a legend and Luke is stepping up and being that legend. Here we go. Lifting rocks.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The samurai stuff is so good. It's just like two, two suns, right? It's great.
1: Now, I do have to say that I love the prequel lightsaber fighting, but this is so beautiful. Again, less is more.
0: Less is definitely more. With lightsabers,
1: but I like I said I still like the prequel. Wait, do fight, you see how fight. his?
0: Do you see yep. Luke's foot? No, no so red, no red, no red on the ground as he moves.
1: Beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. It's taking responsibility. <laughs> Petulant child is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, God see, bless Ryan Johnson. Sorry, God no. bless Ryan Johnson. His script is so great in this movie.
1: The rebellion is reborn today, and you see the eyes of Poe. When Rey lifts up the rock, look at Ben. See, you see that hope. Mm-hmm. so powerful Whoop. it's like the last Jedi is a dark film but right here all this hope that is being built
0: Mhm. I love how she oh, just fling, so flings it too she's like bloop <laughs> awesome yep they're buddies. Because
1: they both don't have family. What we are seeing with Kylo here is what Yoda warned Luke about, about the lightsaber, about the dark side forever dominating your path. It's consuming him. It's making him uncontrollable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And destructive. So not only destructive, but self-destructive. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh.
1: See, I look, and if you can—I t- see love in his eyes.
0: Yep. It's His nephew.
1: See, when this happened, when I first saw it, I thought he was going to do an all-be-one, and then you turn around, like, what just happened? And I then. Love it. When this happened in the theater, it erupted so powerful
0: so good, so good. more than a hologram. I think you called it an astral projection, whatever it is, it's awesome. yes
1: okay. oh. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that has to be a destiny card
0: That's so cool
1: <sighs> See you around, kid. <laughs> fades away, no, if you have strike me down, I will become stronger than you will ever imagine, paraphrasing, yeah. but
2: mm-hm <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> I did not see this coming.
0: oh the suns, yeah,
1: no, no. Oh, just
0: after. the whole thing, yeah
1: I am a child of the prequels, but Luke, Luke is still part of my childhood, and this was hard, yeah, right what here. a way to go, lay right here, beautiful, mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: oh <man. laughs> mm. Chills. 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 Chills.
3: Man.
1: Wow. Oh, man. And, yeah, I am definitely crying.
0: <laughs> I love that we get that last shot of the island. Great overhead shot, very reminiscent of episode three, I
1: think? Yep, uh, definitely episode three. Yeah. And kind of a throwback to the stormtroopers, snowtroopers. Mm-hmm. This film is so powerful that even when we're talking about it constantly, we are still emotionally touched by it. Yeah. I love the shot right here.
0: So here's the final shutting out of him. I mean, here's the official rejection, in my in my estimation. Yep. I don't. I don't think they get together. I don't think she redeems them. I think that's it. There's no coming back from this. Could be wrong.
1: See, you're right. You definitely see a sense of loss. He definitely has that sense of loss.
0: Now, if you want to know who Ray is really getting together with. Mm.
1: Look at that confidence.
0: Mm. Look at that; fer- those pheromones flying. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's the books.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I wonder who the contact is in the elder room. I wonder if that's Lando.
0: They keep saying Billy is a possibility.
1: We've gone. I felt it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The daughter she never, never had. There mm. it is. We
1: have everything we need.
0: Yep. God bless Carrie Fisher. God damn it. Yes. Oh, and the, it's like the end of the Return of the Jedi shot with look at, everybody. Look
1: Ooh. at the pork. Look, did you see the pork on mm-hmm. the left hand side? See, I wasn't
0: like, sure when I first saw this how I felt about it, but I, I ended up really liking this as a postscript.
1: And see, now they're doing the Battle of Crate. So you have to imagine some time has passed. Not much, but maybe a little bit. So.
0: Yep six months maybe yeah a year I think As we the agree day, there's going to be a time jump right in episode oh, 9 oh yeah. yeah
1: I would imagine at least five years and see the boy uses the force and no just because it focuses on him and he uses the force it doesn't mean he's going to be important he just serves a purpose
0: yeah the the democratization of the force
1: hope inspiration
0: Oh yeah, I'm getting that ring Beautiful And a boy, like a light
1: lightsaber
0: mm-hmm. da, 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 da. <laughs> Woo! Thank you Kathleen Kennedy Thank you Ryan Johnson Thank you JJ Abrams Yes Wow Alright, Jedi Geek Girl. Well we said a lot. Any final thoughts?
1: This film is so beautiful, it's so amazing. I know people have its criticisms, but it is definitely one of my favorite films and there is there's so much in this film to absorb and like I said, we're sitting here talking and I am constantly getting emotional because it is such a deep and relatable film that I, I don't I don't understand the hate because I love it and yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. I just feel bad for people.
1: I mean if you I, don't like if yeah. you don't like the film, that's fine.
0: Yes. If you don't like the film, I don't feel bad for you to like the film. I I feel bad for if you don't like the film for you know maturity reasons or just getting hung up on nitpick reasons i mean we, you and i had like what maybe half a dozen tiny nitpicks each in it and it like never takes me out of the film for like two seconds it's it's almost a flawless film honestly
1: yeah i uh so I think I think we should
0: I think we should wrap. I think we got a lot in. I think we've got more podcasts coming. I think there's got to be a new Han Solo trailer coming soon.
1: We have to talk about this in loving memory of a princess, Kay Fisher. I mean, I don't know what
0: else to say. I mean, I it's just I just she's the best. She's always been the best. She's still my favorite Star Wars character. She'll always be my favorite Star Wars character. And you know, I mean,
1: (sighs) we will miss you, Kay Fisher thank you for everything that you have given us
0: Mm -hmm. but i've got her movies and i've got her audiobooks and i will indulge in all of them many many times for her gloriousness her beauty her humor her brilliance her uniqueness everything well said my final thought is just it will be really interesting now that the main cast is out of the picture. I mean, probably still have Chewy and you know three PO and so forth. But for the most part, it's the it's the youngins in the episode nine. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't think it's cool because Carrie Fisher should be in it, and that would have been way better. But given the situation, I do think it's cool that it's it's really up to the young guns at this point.
1: The future of Star Wars is definitely in the next generation's hands, and I cannot wait to see where they are going in episode 9, because they can go anywhere.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I can't wait to release this. You're, you awesome. you were t- awesome. You you very much carried this, which is great. Uh, and uh, I hope we can do this again soon, sometime, some other movie, something. I,
1: I agree. Thank you so much for having me on and doing this and getting me all emotionally wor- worked up. It was... a lot
0: of fun yeah absolutely that's why i love doing these with other people because it you know it's just uh i mean it's not the same as being there with you watching the movie but it's it's a you know it's it's a respectable second second place um and uh thanks for putting yourself out there and telling us all your thoughts and ideas and everything
3: yeah all right
0: people thank you so much for listening i'm sure you'll be getting more lore cast action from me a jedi geek girl soon we got han solo i'm sure we still have some more ahsoka rebels talk to do so maybe some canon book stuff um i gotta catch up on some stuff maybe some comics yeah next couple months
1: yeah it definitely sounds like a plan and if you and if you want to reach out to me you can find me on twitter at jedi geek girl or send me an email at i Rebel destiny that at
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jedi Geek Girl. Thank you, listeners. May the Force be with you. And for the moment, we are out.